Previously on Martini Giant. I had a dream where it was The Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, The Rock, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. He's a cool dude. I, I like that, man. And he was with a briefcase walking down the street, and they were plates for bills. Oh, like, nice. And I was behind oh, like, him. Like the print bills? Like a Toledo yes. Die in LA. And or or I, T-Men. And I yeah, was T-Men. behind him. And I had a Chinese chicken salad to go uh-huh. with the vinaigrette dressing on the side. And nice. I was spilling it. And I kept walking with him. And he's like, hurry up. We have to go. And I could look behind. And people are like, those are the guys. And then we had to sprint and run. And I'm carrying this Chinese chicken salad <laughs> with a vinaigrette on the side. And he's got the plates. And then we have to squeeze into a tight elevator. I'm like, hold the vinaigrette. Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 22 which is the 1974 film written and directed by John Borman, Zardoz, starring Sean Connery and Charlotte Rampling. And you would think that a film starring Sean Connery and Charlotte Rampling would be amazing. And it is, but in the different context. I absolutely love this film. I thought it was a joke, honestly speaking, but it was absolutely amazing. And I have to thank our very, very, very special guest on this podcast, Agent X-Ray, for bringing this to Martini Giant. He did an amazing job. He is an amazing person, and he was a fantastic guest on this podcast. So really, really thank you, Agent X-Ray, for doing this. And you're asking, is that his real name? That's not a question right now. That is the guest we have. He is an incredible person, and not only is he an incredible person, but he brought an amazing gift to the podcast, which we talk about on the podcast. So without further ado, please listen to episode number 22, Zardoz. That just shows how genius that session. And the same thing with some girls. I don't know if you like the Stone Some Girls. The Stone Some Girls album they did in Paris in 78, Mm -hmm. they wrote enough material. Everything went on Emotional Rescue in 79 and Tattoo You. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So waiting on a friend. I'm gonna go see the stones. All that stuff they wrote in in Paris. Keith wrote in Paris. That's prolific. Yeah. Wow. Waiting on a friend. (laughs) I mean, they're genius songs. They're playing at the Rose Bowl. Flow, and it's just just came out. uh, But to write parking lot of driving for quite some time. You're gonna go see the stones on on Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday we're here. Yeah, and the Rose Bowl for the people who are listening. Not this Thursday, but for our time period. Yes. This Thursday. Last time I saw them was at. Downtown parking is fifty dollars. Oh God! But I think oh. it'll take you like <laughs> it takes you like three and a half days to get out. Yeah, more or less. No, it's better to get a helicopter to fly you out of the Rose Bowl. Right. Just like get in, right. get in the, the Hold on. Park. Before you open it, we should talk about this. couple of things. I, st- I totally First of all, well, who is the, wait, wait. Who is this guy? What we this have guy? a special guest. <laughs> yes, we, we have, have a special here. guest. Yes. X-Ray is our guest. Now, X-Ray has actually been on my other show. Uh, CG Garage mm-hmm. available on uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, uh, including Spotify. Spotify is actually interesting now. Spotify gives you stats about people who listen to your podcast and also gives you stats on what your listeners listen to also on podcast. Oh, on, weird. On Spotify. Oh, that so seems you know, a little invasive. So you know what, like, oh, like, for example, uh, what's his name? Um, there's the people that listen to CG Garage also listen to Queen, Tool, and 
uh, Arcane Fire or whatever. Arcade Fire. Arcade yeah. Fire. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I may, well, I, I may be contributing to the Arcade Fire rating. Yeah. That may be 70% maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Strange. Could be true. Could be true. Anyway. Is that like also Neutral Milk Hotel? Is that way up there? Because I'm doing that. Okay. It's also me. So, 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 so. Uh, X-Ray came by, and he's been on the podcast, and I was talking to him at SIGGRAPH. And uh, and he suggested uh, a couple of movies. What were the movie choices, X-Ray? Uh, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy yeah. Malone. Yes. And Zardoz. Zardoz. Right. Why Bugsy Malone? Have you, have you seen Bugsy Malone? Uh, my name is Tallulah. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. That's a weird, I had that like, album as a kid. These are two of the weirdest movies the that have ever been suggested on Martini Giant. They're How old are you? Uh, old enough to have seen Bugsy Malone when it first go. came out. Like Holy that smokes. Answer. That's, ni- what, 1976? I'm 41. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 uh, Bugsy Malone, for people that do not know what Bugsy Malone right? is, uh, that is a – Jodie Foster's in this, yes? Yeah. Scott Jody Bale. Jodie Foster, yeah. Scott Bale. Yeah, and they're all tiny children, and they're all playing gangsters. Directed by Alan Parker. Directed by Alan Parker. Yes, and so very stylish. And the guns shoot cream, whipped yeah. cream. Yeah, There's a, it's a weird movie. It's a weird. There's nothing well, it's weird about, a, about it. It's about a gangland arms race. Right, That's right. And it stars children, <laughs> which is appropriate, I suppose. <laughs> However, and, and played totally straight. Absolutely straight. Yeah, However, we are movie. not actually going to be talking. about No, we're kidding. There, we have we have a lot well, of. We are going to be a lot of this We're going to be talking about Zardoz. Zardoz, which was his second suggestion. I yes. said, "Oh, we have to talk about that because we've actually brought it up before." Yes. And on another Sean Connery film that we covered, which was Outland. Yes, that's true. No, you and can't, I, it's impossible. The two that you either have to say is Zardoz or Highlander 2 when you talk about Sean Connery with me. Right. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Right. It is the way it is. That and Zardoz I thought, I think, I think I can, I didn't remember that Outland was the other movie mm-hmm. because I thought Outland was Zardoz because they come from the Outlands in Zardoz. They come from the Outlands in Zardoz. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I was confused. I was like, oh, that's a weird movie when they cover it. And I was like, oh, it's a different movie. That would be so fantastic if they if he still wore this suit in Outland. <laughs> Imagine if he Don't get in the elevator. You'll, decomp- you'll, you'll explode. <laughs> Wait, I have to put on my special pressurized bikini. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. so uh, and, the, and the other thing that's cool about Zardoz is that uh, uh, X-Ray is a very big uh, uh, whiskey connoisseur. Yes. He has one of the most amazing collections I've seen pictures on YouTube, I mean on on Facebook, (laughs) of his whiskeys. And he decided to bring in a very specific whiskey for this podcast. So tell us what it is. Uh, Well, this is a single malt from Scotland from the Auchentoshan Distillery in the Scottish Lowlands. Right. Uh, There's, I think, six whiskey whiskey regions in Mm -hmm. Scotland. Uh, The Highlands, the Lowlands, Speyside, Isla... Uh, the islands, Jura. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, this is great. this is from the Lowlands. Right. Sean Connery was born in Edinburgh. Right. Edinburgh. I don't, I'm not sure how to Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Um, and that is in the Scottish Lowlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Auchentoshan uh, is actually near Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually also in the Scottish Lowlands. Right. Uh, so I wanted to bring something from the whiskey region where Sean Connery was born. It's very thoughtful of you. Um, very few guests actually put this much thought into things that well, they Well, it gets better. And this particular bottle of Auchentoshan, uh is a – it's only 10 years old. That's how long it's when in it's the cask. How yeah. long it was in the cask, but it was bottled in the 1980s. Yeah. Really. Which means that the – Juice inside of this bottle 
is from the 70s. That's right. Wow. And when did Zardoz come and out? And when did Zardoz come out? <laughs> that is so 1974. Incredible. That yeah. is beautiful. So that's, uh, that is one of the most thoughtful alcohols we've had on this podcast. That, that, that has a, a, long, a lengthy and beautiful pedigree, <laughs> that alcohol. Yeah. And it, uh, that, that Side is, uh, note, if we were not going to open it up and hypothetically sell it on eBay, what would we get it for? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't, you know, I've never, I've never – Put a valuation on this. Beautiful what if gift. we were to sell Sean Connery on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where that Zardoz outfit is. Oh, no, yeah. Ooh, I don't know, man. Question. There's a collector that's, somewhere. In you like, know, that's well, pretty rangy. I, I think John Borman's <laughs> wife did the costumes for the film. She must, that's the big yeah. problem. She keeps that, that, well, it was all filmed in like his backyard. Yeah. 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 It was filmed in his backyard. I think a lot of the, the headscarves and stuff, I read somewhere his wife purchased them when they were filming Deliverance in the American South. Oh, man. That does not bode <laughs> The well. one where like, she, he hides under? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte Rampling. Tell me so everything. Hot, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, she's beautiful in this picture. Boy, she's I like her Night Porter too. Yeah. Night Porter is fantastic. Yeah, it's a weird, weird film. Good outfit. Anyway, weird let's film. let's 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 start pouring. I okay, try let me this. let me uh, open this up. Crack the cap. Oh man, that cap has been sealed for a long time. Long it has time. <laughs> a long time. Can you oh, hear man. his accent a little? Even when he pours. Yeah, money penny. That, that Fish money penny. See, that cap has been sealed for almost uh, like over 30 years. Probably. Yeah, this is it. By the way, he got this in a bar in Dominican Republic, and it's so great at the Hard Rock Hotel. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fantastic. <laughs> Drink up, just, guys. Uh, back. Cut to it's just silence. Everyone dies. I'm not, uh, not going to have a sip of this, but uh, may I smell this? Yes. Oh, this, this. That you're, you were right, because I was yeah. saying it's like this is going to be very mild. And 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 not. Man, that smells good. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. That's a mm, boy. That brings back the good days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a very yeah. drinkable light whiskey. Whiskey from the lowlands tends they don't oh. use any peat. Yeah, it's right. not peaty at all. Uh, it tends to be very delicious. light, floral, grassy. i got to remember right, that. Right, right. I'm not it's, a whiskey it's guy. It's way down the mountain. I've started to. So, it's a little bit tired. So lowland-based... Yeah, it's like the higher you go, the the sharper it gets. I, you know, it just depends. I yeah. mean, the the space side whiskeys mm-hmm. uh, tend to be rich, right? Uh, well rounded, smooth. Right. Some get a little smoky. Some don't have any smoke at all. I love the smoke. I love the. I like rich, peaty, smoky business. That's the stuff that I used to love. <laughs> the stuff from Isla. Yeah, yeah Isla is goodness. very peaty. Yeah, that was the stuff. I really Highland liked. can be a little bit more. Um, Sherry casty tasting. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Space side Highlands tend they tend to use a lot of sherry cask influence. Right. Do they get their casks from America at all? Yeah. So, um, intri- I mean, I'm going to go on a digression. Please here. go. Um, digress. That's why. That's how you're asking how we get asking. four hours of these things. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it. Just start talking to me about whiskey. You'll have four hours. It's actually the ADD podcast. Um, it's Zardoz up front and whiskey for the rest so of the memo. So, whiskey was. Aged primarily in sherry casks mm-hmm. for a long time until there was a phylloxera epidemic, That's I believe, at the end of the 19th century, beginning of 20th century. I'm not exactly P-H-L-O-X-era? sure. Phylloxera? Phylloxera? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. N- yeah, what, it is, what, pH. Is, what does phylloxera do to the human body? Do we know? Well, it destroys grapes. It's a disease oh, I see. of grapes. Okay. Oh, they did it's that. It's not a thing that you yes, can get. It's that's what that happened in France because. Um, all the stuff from Napa Valley went over to France. Oh, yeah. interesting. interesting. So they sold the roots and shipped them back to France to re- 
replenish their crops. So as a result, right. there was a shortage of sherry casks ah, because yes. there was a period where wine was not being made in great quantity uh, right. in Europe. So what phylloxera does to the human body is makes it depressed because there's not <laughs> enough wine. Exactly. <laughs> does it rot the roots? Um, I believe so. I'm, I'm honestly not we'll 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's like a to, root blight or something. Like it, Yeah, it's a plant disease. I'm not a, you know... Horticulturist. Yes. So basically, right. um, there was a less wine, so they made less barrels. So they made less sherry. They couldn't make as much sherry, and there wasn't enough sherry, sherry <laughs> barrels. They hadn't drank more whiskey. So <laughs> they uh, decided to begin sourcing casks from America, mm. uh, and they used bourbon casks. Yes. Because uh, under um, American law mm-hmm. w- of what constitutes bourbon, uh, one of the parameters is that bourbon needs to be aged in a virgin American oak cask. That's uh-huh. right. Which means we cannot reuse casks. Once a cask is used to create bourbon. It's no longer a bourbon. Don't they burn them? It could be. Well, they, they char the inside. Right. Yeah. But after they're used, uh, they, they're either firewood or furniture right. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. or they ship them to and Scotland. And, 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 and now they ship them to Scotland. and they Actually, they're age. doing a lot of – like there is so much stuff being done in bourbon casks, which mm. is crazy. So if one thing is uh, I, I, I smoke a lot of stuff at my house in terms of you know in my smoker, and I use uh, wood chips from bourbon casks. Oh, that's nice. Right, because oh that's an oak plus the bourbon, et cetera. Do you do that all the time? Not always bourbon. Sometimes I use pecan, and sometimes I use Pacific Woods. But bourbon cast, and I, it's pretty good. How big's your smoker? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's about like a mini fridge size. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, a little bigger than a mini. Get a nice hunk of beef in there. I can get I can get two briskets in there. We'll get two briskets in your smoker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and is too much smoking uh, for the food uh, carcinogenic? Yeah. It's, well, it's always carcinogenic. It's okay. yeah, just bad for you. Just asking. But delicious. <laughs> and that's that's the trade off yes. we always make. Yeah, yeah. In You're basically we just do. putting carbon <laughs> carbon into your food and right. giving it taste. But yep. uh, the other uh, thing that's been used for for bourbon casts a lot now is a huge thing, especially in California, is uh, bourbon cast or bourbon aged stouts. Mm. Mm, that does sound delicious. Yes. Right. And those, which are really good. Right. Uh, and then another thing that Lon told me is like he found bourbon, uh, bourbon aged maple syrup. What? So yes. maple God. syrup put into bourbon casks that way. Oh, I thought you were going to say they put pancakes in barrels and leave them for months. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we decided there's, that there should be more things that are aged in bourbon barrels. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is, an, this is a Mrs. Butterworth's cask, and it's uh, been aged for many, many, many months. Yep. The, um, uh, even though the wine production obviously bounced back in Europe, right. uh, the Sherry has fallen out of favor with modern-day drinkers. Interesting. And as a result, today, there's actually much, much less sherry being produced. In fact, so much so that some of the whiskey brands That's have actually— That's was canceled. <laughs> yeah, like, what did sherry do wrong? Like, was that like a, a drunk post Well, all the little old like British that? ladies no, that drink that. it have passed away. Right. Um, yeah, right. there was also like a period like in the 50s and 60s where advertising— they were pushing new types of drinks just to push, you know, bring the volume up. So, you know, the vodkas and, and the gins, and all of a sudden, when they're in fashion, it's no longer you're drinking, like, a sherry. or Yeah. Right. So it's gotten to the point where some of the major whiskey distilleries have actually purchased bodegas in Spain just to keep them alive to make the sherry. And even though they don't make – they don't sell the sherry, they'll just – Age the sherry in the in the tasks, just part of the and process. then dump the sherry. Right. Oh right. my god! Just so that they can 
ensure they have sherry seasoned casks to age their whiskey in. Man, oh man. So you can get super cheap sherry there. That's the nice thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it's a bodega, so you can get a really great sandwich. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> so they just either throw it away or... Yeah, they throw it away or I don't know what they do with it. They're not selling it. Mm. Man, oh, man. You think it just happened in a little paper yeah, cup? Yeah, because McAllen is aged in a sherry cask. Yeah, McAllen is one of the distilleries that owns sherry manufacturers in Spain uh, just for the purpose of ensuring that they have a supply of sherry. How often does it have to sit in the cask? The sherry or... Sherry. I, I'm not sure how long it's aged in the cask. I mean, it's only once... And then the, what happens is that those casks will go over to Scotland where they will fill them with – once they're seasoned, they'll get filled with spirits from yes. the right. scotch stills right. um, and get aged. And then those casks will get reused several times. Right. Uh, and in between each, use, each usage, they'll go to a cooperage where they sort of refresh them. Uh, they'll reconstruct the cask, plug any leaks, and rechar the inside. I've seen wow. that in a video online where they were stripping the insides of the wood and um, so forth, the curved wood, whether from America or something. It was kind of cool. Cause yeah. And then they're recharring it over these kind of like these big Bunsen burner things. But it's a whole operation, a huge warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, there's these uh, – a lot of distilleries will have their own cooperages just to – It's called a coop. A cooperage is a – It's a barrel maker. It's barrel makers, yeah. So yeah. Stanley cooperage. Kubrick first started that and then – no. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, I know. What true. a connection. It's a, this is what happens in this podcast. Oh, my God. No, that's pretty interesting. Um, the manufacturers, they own those cooperages, or is it a separate thing? Uh, both. Some distilleries have their own cooperages, yeah. and uh, others will outsource to crazy. You know, the local town cooper, I guess. Yeah. And then they just store it in shelves, stupid questions, and they just keep them in rooms for 10 years. Yeah, ten they'll years. Ra- they, rack the, they rack the barrels, mm-hmm. or the sherry butts, as they're called, oh, nice. which are larger than bourbon barrels. That, I, was, I, I was looking for, um, I write some erotic novels under a different name, and I was looking for a new pen name. Sherry, sherry butts? Sherry butts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Amazon, you'll send the link. And, and there's, 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 there's like all these different sizes of barrels and each of them have, has names. There's, mm. you know, a cask and a sherry butt and a quarter pipe and all these names for different sizes of whiskey containers. And they're held in like a warehouse. Usually not it's, – it's Scotland, so they don't really have to worry too much about climate control. And um, just sit there. They sit there. Well, they rotate them. I mean, they, they have to rotate. Them, yeah, yeah, they they do rotate them, and and you know sometimes uh, they might uh, move them from the bottom of the shelf to the top of the shelf. Temperature for temperature control, some, so that they're not just but always they're pretty sitting. Huge these these barrels. Right? A sherry butt would be really big. As yeah. wide as this table. Probably, yeah. I mean, sherry butts are like, I don't know. They're they're. I don't want to say an amount because I'd probably like be mini wrong. Cooper, an original Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere I mean, a, a, an, an American bourbon barrel, I think, is 55 gallons. Right, right, right. Uh, that's not that big. And sherry, sherry butts are, like, way bigger than They're like, that. They're, like, right. like, like, a couple hundred gallons, right? Uh, right. Yeah, sherry butts, I, I, they're like, very big, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like several hundred gallons. You know what's interesting? And I know we're going to go back to the movie. But I like actually wines. I like I drink wine. I like wines. There's a certain portions of Australian wines, so forth, that are in steel uh, 
cast. They don't use wood at all. Mm. They just basically, it's like a huge Sapporo can, and they just kind of store <laughs> it in there. I would love but to it see actually the Sapporo is a sharpness to it. There's a, there's a real kind of, because I like kind of dry and sharp. It's like, bam, it's amazing. And it's just because it's steel cask. I guess there's no wood. Mm. Um, they probably don't get the tan. Yeah, they wouldn't have the tannins from the wood. Nothing. It's right. pretty cool. So it's like uh, stainless steel casks. Mm. Oh, what's this? Pass that over. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> I thought something was in the bottle. I was like, uh, okay. Good Lord. So Whoa, we, that's a big pour. That's right. That's good. That's a hell. That's a Connery sized pour. That's what we need. Well, let's talk about yes. Mr. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. So, Mr. Connery did this film right after he had done some Bond stuff. Yes, he did Diamonds Are Forever, which right. uh, was his last sort of James Bond movie. It was supposed right. to be Burr Reynolds, though. It was uh, yeah. Uh, Burr Reynolds was originally cast, or was the, uh, uh, Borman, John Borman, the director, right. was going to cast Burt Reynolds from no, Deliverance. He, he did. He because did he was wonderful them. in Deliverance. He's actually quite excellent. Right? He yeah. ca- apparently he started a week before he was cast a week before shooting. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so it, Burt Reynolds get, you know, had to leave. And then they showed him the costume? No, no. Burt Reynolds would have gone for the costume for instance. No, he had a health issue. Oh. Yeah, so right. he basically – Connery was hired a week prior to the first day and of And Connery principal. couldn't get a job because uh, no one was going to hire him after – because he was too typecast for uh, Bond. Right. And, I mean, he was getting a little long the tooth for Bond anyway. So you can uh, feel it in Diamond, Diamonds Are Forever. He's looking a little bit, you know, yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it is. I said this from the point of view of a person who is older than Sean Connery was in the movie that I'm talking <laughs> right. about. Right. Um, but he is also, I wouldn't say he's in prime shape. In he was not in prime shape. <laughs> but not, he's, pull, he's pulling a wagon full of lumber it, to yeah, cut the impressive. when he's running he, across that courtyard, it was like, okay. I think, I think that in, hit by the today's. Gym. Uh, hit the gym, guys. By, by today's standards, uh, it's, um, it's, it's a little soft and fuzzy in the. Uh, in the uh, in the in, in the chest and uh, well, they didn't, area. They didn't have those uh, L.A. nip and tuck CGI houses That's true. doing right. the true. digital like, apps. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, like right, if right, we right. saw the original footage for Zardoz today, it would be like it would have tracking markers on his nipples, and it would, they, would, they would take care of the rest of it with a <laughs> scan. I mean, Chris uh, Hemsworth. I mean, n- <laughs> nobody looks like what they look like in the movies. Right. It's I, all, it's, I, I do. It's all I faker. <laughs> I've seen you in your Lucha Libre yeah, outfit. Yeah, I, know. I, try, thing, I try for uh, veracity and everything. When that you I watch this, even from the very beginning, it like you can always tell like a decade by looking at the film. Oh, and man. some decades were more elegant, but just the, you know, like at that time, it was the plastics and minimal art. And yeah. so there's so much like plastic yeah. and paper mache, like casting stuff and it was so like wow this is totally 70s this is like specifically like 1976 like this is like 74 right 75 it was totally like this was filmed in 73 yeah well, then yeah. it's ahead of its time i shouldn't be so critical so, but the <laughs> masks and just like like the plastic stuff all over it was just like whoa so should we, we do a little sum up of the you movie are good first of all we should like most people Know that, like, if you showed him a still of Sean Connery in that outfit, right? It's like, oh, I know that outfit. I yeah, see. they've seen the, that. They've gif, seen right? that one right. gif or that one picture. Right. Absolutely. There, there's, there's two things that people may know from this movie, and they are almost diametrically opposed in coolness. One is Sean Connery in a weird strap bikini thing, right? And with uh, with with uh, 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 with, yeah, the, sorry, yeah, exactly, like crisscross across the chest, and right. uh, and some thigh high boots and stuff like this. Yeah, um, and then this glorious giant floating stone head with yes. crystal eyes, which is mesmerizingly amazing. Like right. that's one of the greatest images I have ever seen on film. It's and just if, incredible. On certain angles, it looked like you. 
I, this is why I. It's so is, beautiful. The, the I was like, two, wait a minute. It's so easy for me to do the graphics the, around this time. The, I was the, like, the that's movies, Dan. <laughs> the two movies that contribute to my current look are Zardoz and Kurt Russell in The Thing. And right. that's, <laughs> that's more or less my goal. Um, and so a giant floating Kurt Russell head is actually the best you could do. But this is, this is as close as they knew back then. All right. Uh, so Zardoz is a 1976 uh, picture by. 74. 74 picture 74. by um, uh, John Borman. John Borman is a director who did uh, Deliverance. Deliverance, which is magnificently good. Yeah. Um, and he also, at that time, had done... Uh, Excalibur? Uh, not yet, but yeah, he did do Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, prior to this, what, did, what else did he do? He'd done one other fairly famous that's movie. interesting. I forgot. Point Blank. Oh, Point, point blank. blank. That's it. Point Blank. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's with Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Lee yeah. Marvin. Point Blank. And, and Carol O'Connor. Yeah. And he's all, who's awesome in that I love that yeah. movie. That movie is We have to do that movie great. at some point because... I've seen it a bunch of times, yeah, and yeah, there's a, a my old writing partner has said, "Oh, Lee Marvin is actually an angel, or um, he's dead." Yeah, and he's an but, avenging angel that's coming yeah, back. Yeah, because yeah, right, every right, shot right. where he's alone, his eyes are closed. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So he, you don't see him like he's always like this, and then somebody talks to him, he opens his eyes. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, that uh, that's a beautiful movie. He is like and, and Soderbergh did the limey, the limey, yeah, yeah which yeah, is like. For sure, absolutely, and the because like uh, Point Blank is one of those movies that's so arrestingly cool that I think it like it changed my insides when I watched it. I was like, whoa, that just aligned my cells in some way. But that to me, even though Borman was English, right? Yeah, he, Irish. Irish, Irish. He that was like a kind of. It was like a Jean Pierre Melville, but oh, like, a, like, like a samurai, like yeah, you know, Americanized, you yeah. know, version of that, like when, L.A. When of. Marvin like uh, thinks he's gonna catch his wife in bed with uh, somebody, and he just kicks in Angel the door, Dickinson. and he shoots Super up the bed. At that time, right? Like, he kicks in the door and shoots up the bed. Like I was like, and he just does it so thoughtlessly. He's like, he's so committed. To, I'm just gonna kill anybody who's in this bed, and he just tears it apart, even though there's Reckless. nobody in there. It's just. Just miraculous. It's just an incredible picture. Yep. But it's Angie Connor, Dickinson, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Angie, Angie, Angie Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super hot, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fit that sultry kind of like. like yeah, she's great. In tr- like, there's a trouble to her. Yeah. And Carol O'Connor is great. And also, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dean Wormer. Um, oh my God! Yeah, uh, is uh, terrific. <laughs> Double uh, secret probation. <laughs> Double secret probation. Mister right. Towski. Yeah. There's a little zero point zero. <laughs> There's a little known codicil in the Faber Constitution that allows the dean to have unlimited powers in time of emergency. <laughs> We're gonna have to, we the best have to, ones maybe be Zardoz like, Animal House co- double feature tonight. <laughs> he was just like you know you know vegetables can be erratic or something like that. And then sensual. He's like, sensual, sensual, and he's like, People. what's your name? And he's like, uh, she was like, oh, Mrs. Or, Mrs. Wormer. Wormer. He's like, that's funny. We have a dean named <laughs> Dean Wormer. Wormer. My favorite. <laughs> Vegetables are sensuous. People are sensual. That's right. You, this you, is my job. You are a pig. P I G pig. Oh my god! Try to see if you can guess I what was I gonna am. Make her, <laughs> I was going to make her a pot. She said she was going to make it? me a pot. Where he was in the backseat of the girl. She's dying to kill me. She, died in a she was going to make me a pot. <laughs> Mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> if I were you, I would be leaving. What a good idea. <laughs> Genius oh, film. Yeah, All right, we got to get back on Zardoz. Okay, we're doing Zardoz. Now okay, so X-ray. Yes. Give us, give us the. How does this movie start? Uh, the movie starts with an exposition by a character named Arthur Frayn. That's right. Yes. Now this segment was shot after the movie was done. I understand. 
uh, because the movie movie studio looked at it and went, what? what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, we need a and little And it intro. really doesn't answer very much. It doesn't no, tell you a damn thing. No. No. Well, at all. And, and he's, he is like a overdone, like, you know, Shakespearean B-rate actor. Disembodied head with yes. a painted on mustache. With a and painted on mustache right. and beard. Right. And, 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 and so it's like it, uh, it's a shot that it was a f- shot full frame, but it's been reduced in the print. So it's sort of bouncing around. And someone online called this the screensaver opening. I yes. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it does kind of like float. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and do so you like, know Kubrick did technical advising on this? Really? That's what I, I looked it up. Oh, that's fantastic. Up, I didn't and know I was that. Like, that's great. Huh? I that, guess there, he was I friends with Borman. Like, I will definitely say. And he did a technical advising some on some of those. Some of the are uh, pretty great. Like some of the head, head stuff is great. And the head. Really, yeah, there's some really, really good uh, tricks in that thing. So it starts off with this guy talking. And yes. he's giving a speech. What's it's speech? a spiel. It's yeah. a spiel. Hello, I am Zardoz. He basically says, like, what you're about to see may have happened or it may not have happened or it may all be a lie or it could be the truth or, you know, you're in for a ride. Yeah. A movie. Hello. And, Hello. And, uh, a movie. and then there's there's a line I he wish I let you know that this is going to be a strange story. And he yeah. says something about, um, you know, uh, he references show business. He does. Yeah, his last he line, does. he says something about show business. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. like show. Right. Yeah, and then, and then he then, slides and down. And then he says, you know, this is show business. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and it was just a, the beginning of a hint that this movie like is going to be very it, strange. It, like it, the one thing it does for the audience is instantly make them regret their choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just bought a ticket for this. Like, I would say that – now, I'm, I'm going to go on record. I really love Zardoz. And I don't – I love it ironically. I really do love so it. So it was – okay. Very I had Strange not actually movie. seen this movie mm-hmm. until I watched it for the podcast. I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. which was – I was ready to go, okay, this is going to be super campy and weird, whatever. Yep. It is surprising – the quality of it and the oh, yeah. story. Yeah. The story is 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 good. It's, 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 it's a surprisingly it's a, interesting. It's a totally fascinating movie. Very strange yeah. art direction. I think yeah. that that's what it is. The costumes and the art direction. They push too much to this kind of like what was probably in galleries at the time right, right. rather than interpreting the script, right. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some of it was like almost like installation art. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, and totally. it was just like it was a little too much. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit in the moment of, of the 70s. Yeah. Know, yeah. I agree with you. But like, but it is Particularly balanced. costumes. If you were going to yeah. nail one bad yeah. thing. I love it though. The I know. But there's, there's a, there, there is a – I will make an argument for it. I totally, I totally agree with you. But like it does have the, the sort of the kitschiness of those costumes – is actually like has a positive effect on your interpretation of the people that wear them. Like I think that sure. like because well, like these are very shallow, empty people. Right. Yes, and it definitely represents but, like this but zone. He works actually well. for the people in the cult right. inside the 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 Eternals. The, the Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah. But the vortex, for his vortex, hero sorry, yeah, costume, it was really. I mean, he's got a big bulge. I'm happy yeah. for him, but it, it, I, it was just like. Did you? Do, I have a question. Then, did, like for me, it, it definitely doesn't work on Connery. Right? It doesn't. Right. It does work on all the extra. With who have white, yeah, because they're more fit. Because yeah. actually, he is more he's boxy, yeah, he doesn't cut in on the yeah. traditional, like, uh, even Kirk Douglas cut in, you know, right. he had a cut to him, right? He doesn't, so he, when you see him from the distance coming forward, he's, it's yeah. just like a shoebox like walking like, towards <laughs> you, <laughs> exactly. But the thing exactly. is, what was interesting though, there was a shot of the what is it, internals, what the hell were they called? Eternals, the eternals, yeah. eternals. um. 
it was a shot that I swear was just like the shot in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they were mm-hmm. at Spawn Ranch, oh, and yeah, they yeah, did yeah. the reverse, yeah. yep. and the way they kind of looked yep. at totally. him, yeah. and the way it was uh, set yeah, up. that's a good pull. And I, I was like, wow, wasn't conscious of that, there that was definitely is a like total... Because you get a sense of yeah, yeah. 70s cult from yeah. those girls, and yeah, some of those girls, were there were some hotties in there like yeah, China sure. Ram is great She's and I was beautiful. like what the very weird back there lady. on the left who the yeah. hell is that yeah. it was like, it was yeah, great very strange looking lady so, well, like, well, so we don't get too far ahead and we're going to loop is, back to something yeah. later his interpretation of, <laughs> I know I just it's look, true no let's go it's good now that you said mm-hmm. um, I saw Excalibur in the theater as a kid mm-hmm. but his interpretation of erotic and how he does yeah. erotic uh, scenes I looked at this. I was like, God, this – I almost was thinking like that erotic scene in Excalibur. Yeah, right. And I was like, the way it was, it was – there was something almost – When Gabriel Byrne is uh, – Yeah, in, there in was the something. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, God. And when you said that, I was like, he – there's something about him shooting um, he, uh, love scenes. Yeah. that was You can tell it's just his style. And he, I he has a real – I really love his photography in his movies. And I really love his – like in Zardoz and uh, Excalibur and um, Deliverance in uh, – gosh, Emerald Forest – uh, like he shoots uh, like super super wide open with a gauzy lens, and so it's a very distinct '70s look. But man, especially when you're shooting like gray exteriors, like Ireland, where this was shot, like it looks fucking incredible. Like some of those landscape shots. But, but I'm going to oh. use some rendering terms. I think that Zardoz is very diffuse. Yes, yes. But Excalibur yeah. is very specular. Yes, oh, it, <laughs> it no, is. Excalibur, yeah. is, Excalibur but, is both. But the yeah, women in both really scenes. Yeah. It was almost like the women are, have a, a special – there was a very erotic power to yeah. the women yeah. that it's they very were haunting. like very in control of yeah. the lovemaking where it's usually you know the, the men yeah. – yeah, and they the are the ones come to me stuff. in my yeah. lair like a queen bee. Right. Morgan Le Fay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consuela. Consuela, exactly. Yeah. So it was definitely that. So that's his perspective. Yeah, he is like – He, he likes had, strong women. He likes – yeah, he has a, and he has a real – like, like he, he manages to keep a – a sense of like deep sort of mythological mystery to everything that he talks about, especially regarding sex and nature. Like it really feels spooky and weird and like in, in a way that like reminds me of like, you know, like when I, when I would like go, I don't know, like camping or whatever, you know, when I was like 10 and you don't understand the world very well, you know, and it's just like the woods feel infinite and super dangerous. Like that's the way he makes the natural world feel. And uh, he does this with sex also. Like there's nothing like <laughs> purely happy in these. Like they're, it feels very magical in a, in a freaky dark way. Yeah. And, and everyone, this, everyone feels like they're having sex for the first I time. I would posit yeah. though that in Zardoz, mm-hmm. Sean Connery's character Zed is actually in complete control. From the very beginning, oh, well, it's, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when yeah. he was he's, with her, but underneath that sheet, and the way he was laying her his head on her chest, yeah. yeah. But it was through that gauze, that the seventies right. uh, fabric thing. Right. You know, with the they were talking about print, yeah, muslin. Muslin. the deliverance. I don't know. Sheets. It was a muslin. It was a. <laughs> but the point is, the deliverance. Sheets. He he seemed like he was just resting his head. He was right. having trouble comprehending things, and it just seemed reminded me just. Yeah, we got to no, get back to the beginning. No, we're, let's we're just ramble. The, the we're, we're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. We have to pull out. Get this clear so, for the audience. So we had that introduction, and then it goes right into this band of people. On were they on horses? They were. I think yeah. they were on and horses. Some are on horses. Some are not. Some are not. And they're wearing. Uh, it's a bunch of men, mm-hmm. and they are uh, wearing pretty much just a a a. a uh, uh, like a, a red speedo diaper thingy, right? And, and bandoleros, bandoleros, bandoleros crisscross, right. 
red. Also boots. red. They're and covered. Boots. Most of them are covered in white mud, like white cake, gray mud. White mud, and they've got uh, thigh high boots. Black boots, yeah. Or brown or black yeah. or something. And they're and they're wearing. Many of them are wearing masks. Right, which, which are, heads on with, with a face on both sides. Yeah, so these big bearded weird heads with a um, face that looks backwards as well as forwards. from a distance, they almost look like the lead singer from that band Cameo in the eighties <laughs> with that cod piece. <laughs> That's it. He, he totally was like the band Whoa. used to be enormous. Do you remember Cameo? <laughs> the cameo, yeah, yeah, of course, it's true. So, now, oh, without, so they, they are sitting around and they're, they're yelling Zardoz, Zardoz, Zardoz yeah, okay. totally and freaking like, out they're which is the name of the movies yeah. and and, okay, so you get a sense that this is some weird culty thing mm-hmm. right? I mean there's no question and then now I would say this I would, okay, so here's a question for you right? uh, is this opening sequence in your top 5 or top 10 openings of all time <laughs> top 10 top 10? yeah, top, top 10, 10. Okay, because it is fucking incredible. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is like that is a that is an, <laughs> that's how to open a movie. Right. You're like, here's some um, here's some shit you don't understand. Followed by more giant. stuff you don't understand. <laughs> more and stuff you, you do think not this, understand. So the beginning is this weird floating head telling you we're about to see something very weird. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets to something very weird. And, and then it, it and then it's like, oh, you think that's you think that's weird? <laughs> we're gonna add a giant floating. Stone head, yeah, like the, the size of a temple. Yeah, but it's floating in it, like yeah. in the sky, floating very confidently. It spouts a bunch of nonsensical, weird future yep. dystopian and, and it things. Like we are, and it has bad teeth. The gun is good. The penis is, is evil. evil. That's so the penis shoots so seed. Yeah, the penis <laughs> shoots seed and spreads a virus around the of world. Mankind that must be. Yeah, it's amazing. It it's must amazing. be eradicated. And then it vomits forth guns, like right. piles and piles of guns flying out of its mouth on top of. Go its ahead followers. and kill all. Go forth and kill. Yeah. Go forth and kill. It's amazing. It's and they're amazing. like lifting these guns, if, and it's just it, shooting out guns and and ammunition. Just to, I mean, I, I, when we say like. Hundreds or not thousands of guns are coming yeah. out of which, the mouth. Which is interesting, it, which caused a problem for the production, apparently. I'm sh- uh, I was thinking, I was like, how this was, many guns? So this <laughs> was Ireland guns. during the Troubles. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They and rubber guns. Then. the importation of firearms was strictly prohibited. Right. right. Wow. The, the, the vomiting um, of firearms on people was strictly prohibited. So <laughs> apparently true. they had to cut a deal with the IRA in order to oh, wow. procure the uh, guns really? yeah. for the movie. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's, it was... It is worth it, man. Because like that 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 opening scene is so disorienting. Like if if I were like if one of my buddies was like one of these guys and he's just like, hey Dan, want to come to my uh, Zardoz party? I'm like, what's a Zardoz party? And then this giant stone head came up and vomited guns on me. I would put that fucking head on instantaneously and start killing people. I was so <laughs> convinced by the giant stone head. I was like, so yes. When I'm I was bored. working uh, on the film Hollow Man, mm-hmm. I sat next to this guy named Mitch. I don't remember Mitch's last name okay. off the top of my head, but Mitch had a Burning Man camp in 1999 or 2000 wow. yeah. where they built a giant Zardoz head oh on God. the playa yeah. oh, and wow. had a DJ booth up where the eyes were with oh, giant yeah. spotlights. Yeah. The, best. Uh, the best. And I kind of lost track with Mitch, but I bumped into him sometime around 2009 in Marin County mm-hmm. at a pinball festival uh, and he had uh, completely transitioned to being a pinball restoration expert and oh. pinball repair guy makes sense uh, of all things pinball reconstruction. anyway uh yeah so giant 
uh, Zardoz head DJ nice. booth on the playa. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I can. It's, it's, this, see it, those right? things actually, yeah, they start in, they slot up next <laughs> to each other nice and neatly. I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah, the uh, like because this is it is such a commanding set of visual visuals, and it's like it's so uh, mythic right, right off the bat that it almost totally defeats the uh, the. Uh, Ballpoint pen mustachioed guy. Yeah, how do you and, and how do you follow that up? It's the literally <laughs> the guy is literally some who's got a completely smooth face, except they took uh, a sharpie and drew a like drew a mustache on his face. Yes, yes, and the Strange. beard. It's really weird. But now, you I, said the studio added that. Well, it's yes. interesting yeah. though. The, yeah, uh, the you know when you look at the Eternals, none of them have facial hair. Yeah, I no. think that, that's the gag. I think this is the, the drawn-on uh, mustache and beard is because oh, right. of the, they've evolved the, and the androgynous quality of the Eternals. But has, the, the, the uh, Eternals are mostly women. Have you yes. noticed that? There's only like yeah. like three men. In yeah, they're, all they're the sort of asexual and um, mostly or, or, mostly female and uh, and asexual men. Right, that's fair to say. Uh, and uh, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. Right. So right. let's. Uh, yeah. So that comes later. So then after that happens, mm-hmm. uh, we now cut to inside the head. Mm-hmm. So the, through the mouth of the head, there's actually a well, hollow. You're, you're forgetting bra- the part where Sean Connery breaks the fourth wall and points the gun at the audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. right. Straight up like uh, 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 Great Train Robbery style. It's, yeah, he yeah. points the gun at the audience and fires. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of this motif. This also happens in Goodfellas. At the end of Goodfellas, Joe Pesci, who is dead by that point. Right fires the gun at the audience. Anything that sort of implicates or damages the audience is one of my favorite gags. Yes. I'm like, right up front, they're like... You're absolutely right. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm on to you, is, is what it's right. saying. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. So, so yes. So if, now we're inside the head, mm-hmm. and uh, the inside of the head... Uh, it's full of wheat. Full of wheat. Yes. Yes, That's right. big fields of wheat. And uh, the a gun starts to emerge out of the wheat, which is an ongoing theme of his films. Mm-hmm. Which is basically in oh, like Excalibur, Excalibur, yeah. the, the sword right. coming out, and in Deliverance, the hand, the hand coming, coming out. out yep, that's right. So he does a lot of this things yep. coming out yep. in that emerging so from a plane, emerging from out. a plane, right. some right. kind. So this hand comes out, and it turns out it's Zed, mm-hmm. Sean Connery, Sean Connery. Uh, coming out and sort of looking around, mm-hmm. right? As and the head's just flying around, hands just flying around in, yep. in, in space, and he's looking around. He sees um, uh, Ziploc bags full of humans. Yeah, just sort of which like is crazy. never really explained. No, there's just extra people. It's well, yeah. not, not Ziploc. What's the what's the like vacuum packed vacuum packed vacuum packed so the, the, I think Naked what the, I think what they were getting at with that they did drop one line later in the film. Oh, I know they are. It is explained. They they're are the they're, Eternals. No, they aren't re, Eternals. Re, 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 they're not Eternals. No, 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 no. They are not Eternals reincarnated. No. Because what was one where it was a baby? That was Arthur Frayne. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, no, no. They are not Eternals being. They are, um, they are uh, brutals being mm-hmm. brought into the vortex. I, be, I believe this is the case mm-hmm. by May for scientific experiments. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's quickly explain to the audience. There is a social strata in this world that we gets revealed. Yes. Which. We start out with the uh, the guys that worship the giant stone head. These guys, the are exterminators, the, ex- the, exter- uh, the exterminators. They're part of the brutal world. Yes, the brutals are just who regular, live in the outlands. Right. They, the brutals are just like regular scruffy. 
dopes who live out in they're the world. mortal humans. Yeah, regular people. They're mostly dirty, <laughs> and they, right? Like yeah, and they're desperate so, and very desperate. And right. look like they're in a Potemkin film. Yeah, I mean, a, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, a yeah. Eisenstein, Eisenstein film. film yeah. It's right. just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's apparently they were they were cast from like uh, Irish travelers and gypsies. Oh, that makes wow. sense. Wow, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. They they, yeah. they 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 think they brought that style with them. They, they play this out and yeah. the uh, yeah. and the uh, and so you have this. Uh, um, this post-apocalyptic world—you're not, you're not. And to, to begin with, you don't know exactly what the apocalypse was about, but the uh, you still don't even still at the end. not really. And uh, and there are these sort of semi-homeless bands of of brutals, and uh, the uh, the exterminators exterminate them. They are they literally just go around and just shoot all of them. Right. As if you see them, kill them. You know. Right. And uh, and it's to keep the number of brutals manageable. Right and, and, and rape. And let's, also let's not forget the rape. And also rape. There's but some at raping. some point, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. At some point, they stop killing them and force them into slavery to right. to make to wheat, make, make make stuff. So why? That's why the wheat's in the head. Right. So the uh, the the giant stone head is the thing that monitors this activity and right. encourages it. And the uh, the exterminators worship the giant stone head. Right. The giant stone head is being flown around, or at least he's riding in it. Also, Arthur Frayn, who is a eternal. Right, and the Eternals are and, the very rich people of the world, and they live in a bubble. Right. So, what, what, what? When Sean Connery is wandering around trying to explore this weird head inside, and it's not quite clear yet why he snuck into the head, but mm-hmm. he did. And then uh, he's looking around, and everything looks very strange. He's revealed to, like, like we said, the escalation of weird gets weirder and weirder oh, yeah. as it goes time. on. Over two minutes, and then so even Sean Connery starts like. Th- his look on his face, like this is weird. It's getting strange, <laughs> even though he's strange in, him, in, his, yeah. in himself. Right. And then, as that happens, suddenly he sees someone just kind of walk around, like oh, someone else is, is walking around in here. Doesn't notice Sean Connery and sort of goes to the opening of the mouth and is looking out. So it's obviously someone that's there. Right. And that's Arthur Frayne, as you mentioned. And we recognize Arthur Frayne because he is the first floating head we see, the uncool one. Right, at the uh, beginning. The, the screensaver head. With the screensaver <laughs> head with a painted on mustache. Right. <laughs> at which point, Sean Connery does what he's supposed to do, and that's to exterminate him. Yes. He shoots him. And he flies out the mouth. And he flies out the mouth, but kind of floats. Yeah. And yeah. starts yelling, like he's floating, like kind of a weird... Yeah. Like you know, it's carried away on cables, kind of like a witch, yeah. like slow yeah, motion, motion. Right a little, little like a witch, yeah, like a the evil, like evil some movies with witches, in them. movies with witches in it, which yes. will come up later. Yes. Kind of floats out there and yells at him and yeah. like, ah, yeah. you, you run. Yeah, I'll kill you and yeah, you rides a bicycle and yeah, right. yes, and so floats out there, and then the uh, the head mm-hmm. floats to home base, home base, which is called a. Vortex. 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 I would say void, but it's a vortex, mm. which looks like a beautiful oasis. Yeah. English countryside. Nice English countryside. Because everything else looks desolate and post-apocalyptic, it, and now suddenly it's a, it's beautiful. a beautiful lake and green and trees. And, yeah, and lots of very English, well-dressed English rich people around. Or, or Irish countryside, yeah. right? And, uh, and, all the, and in the vortex, you have lots and lots of very – uh, casually but richly dressed people that are all just sort of hanging out. They're wearing loose pastel clothes. Yes, very 
inoffensive and macrame. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yep. A very revealing, lot, lot of transparency in their yes. in There's their a clothes. lot of nudity in this movie. There is, yeah, there's a, a fair just casual nudity. Casual, 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 casual nudity. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of uh, nipples showing through clothing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Sometimes without clothing, too. That's, so there's lots of, <laughs> yes, yes. The declothed nipple is a There's more nipples as the movie goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an exponential nipple growth. That's what's happening. But yeah, the they are the Eternals. The Eternals, both male and female, nipples. both male. Yes, that's yes. true. All yes. the place, and um, and uh, they, the Eternals, are young and they live forever. Uh, their 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 bodies are young. Yes, their bodies are young. Their and bodies are young, and uh, and they have a society in which they pretty much do nothing at all. Right, and everything is fine and safe, and they eat green bread. They eat they green do. bread. Yeah, it's yeah, true. They eat green bread. Things are bread is sort of more or less made for them by a giant weird bread machine, yep. and uh, and they've lost all interest in anything at all, and they're kind right. of uh, I don't know, just hanging out. They don't have they don't have sex anymore. They don't know what sex is. Really. They don't. Well, they, they don't, know they, they do know. They yeah, know they, exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, but but they're, they don't they don't connect with it. It's in considered any, in any beastly. Way. Yeah. yeah, it's well, it's like they don't really know how like. Like they understand the mechanics of how this works, but there's no necessity for and it anymore. And the they, men can't get it up anymore. Yeah, because they just don't see like what the, what's the connection between looking at something that is quote sexy and getting a boner. Like they just physical don't, pleasure like, this doesn't seem to and, happen. Well, and right. and since they're eternal, they have no need to procreate. Right. So they're right. just sort of like they're just not doing anything. They're just hanging out. Um, and so, but they have some strange laws and things. Yes. Yes. They speak in English. But then sometimes they speak in another language of just semi backwards talk, semi reversal, yeah, grunty speech. kind of stuff because they're part psychic and some right. of them are very intensely psychic. Right. Uh, they've developed their their minds so strongly that they can uh, um, uh, punish and uh, attack other people with their minds. Right. And there's uh, a bit of mind rape going on. There's there. uh, there, there's 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 two vivid scenes of. Well, mind he rape. arrives. He arrives there, and then he he's met by an eternal a woman. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. May. Right? May. May. Right, that's right. And he's points his gun at her, at which point she just. Opens her eyes really widely. And he's like, wow. Implying something. And he goes, yep. And he drops and his gun, collapses his yep. gun. Uh, and then they just sort of. Which is very poorly acted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Extremely poorly acted. Yeah. yeah but you get the idea. Yeah, you get the, you get the gag. You yeah. Get the gag. And so she has psychic powers. They all have psychic powers. Right. And uh, and he, he becomes more or less their slave. Uh, yes. To. Just do with whatever. They keep him in a cage. Literally. She, well, Which he becomes the subject of Planet of the Apes. Very Planet of the Apes. Scientist. Yes, May is a scientist. May is a scientist, and she wants to examine him and understand him. Hello, blue right. eyes. And uh, so May and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, what's her name? Consuela. Uh, Consuela. Uh, there's an ongoing debate over the usefulness of Sean Connery in this movie between the two of them and Consuela played by, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Rampling, uh, Charlotte Rampling is a, is a, or the leader more or less. She is one of the strong, she was one of the heads of the community more or less. And, uh, even though the community is supposedly very democratic, um, uh, she seems to be a. Very strong influencer. There is that one with kind of the, the fuzzy, um, uh, mm-hmm. Hare, who seems to be uh, 
a coordinator for all of them, and, and she remains yes. nameless as yes. far as I can yes. tell. True. Yeah. And but so like, there's a lot of things that happen that like, okay, the choice needs to be made. Everyone needs to vote. So there's a lot of voting going on. Yeah, it's all mind voting. Sort of a Soviet. Yeah. They, yeah. they all look at each other and they all sort of understand something and then they vote. Let's meditate at this at level two. At right. level two. I, I will not. not med- oh it was my one God. of my favorite scenes in the movie right there. I will not meditate. Oh, this is okay. We'll get, to, we'll get to that part. That, that part's pretty that weird. was really weird. It's really, really weird. Really uh, but, weird. Uh, but what's also interesting we find out is that if someone does something wrong, mm-hmm. they'll say, you know, oh, yes, well, that was wrong. So he's going to get – You're going to be aged. Is he, no, he's going to get six months. It's like yeah. six months in jail. No, you, we're going to age you six age months. Age you six months. And so you so can get that, punished so by – Punishing hmm. by like instead of your, your eternal youth, you basically just are – Getting older, and if you, I guess, if you screw up enough, then you become one of the uh, infirm. What are they called? The uh, the old Eternals that li- have renegades. Lived, yeah. the renegades, renegades, which right. essentially live in an old folks' home, and they're and all they're, crazy. They're all senile. Yeah, that's all, crazy. Yeah. And uh, and so you don't want to become uh, one of those. Right. And then there's another group of Eternals who are still young bodied, yeah. uh, but the they apathetics. literally do not do anything at all. They are the apathetics, and they're like they zombies. Are, they are just. They just stand there. You can pose their arms, and they won't. They won't balk. They don't do anything right. whatsoever. So that's the social the social status. Just to keep you up to, to date, uh, the uh, the bottom of the bottom of the rung is uh, the brutals. Above them is the exterminators. Above them is the eternals, and the eternals are broken up into the renegades who are very old, the uh, uh, apathetics, apathetics who are totally inert, and then the regular eternals who right. are having the society and experiencing their town. Literally, just think about that. Yes. That is this, that is a very complicated social structure. Yes. Yeah. And all of it very strange. Yes. And uh, and so Sean what Connery. Was the, what was the – what was the – there was a sci-fi – I'm trying to remember a sci-fi book that they did a miniseries on about like the alphas, the betas, and the gammas. It was a social class of people. Oh, I don't know. It's a, yeah, it sounds certainly very brave, similar. Brave New World. Brave New World. Is that Brave, yeah, New, brave yeah. New World? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Brave yeah. New World. Doesn't it feel a little bit like Brave New World? Yeah. Well, the, yeah. There's definitely an Aldous Huxley vibe to right. the whole Zardoz yeah, thing yeah, for right. sure. Like, Because this is uh, – and, and by the way, this isn't – we're not even to the weird stuff yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. It's just, no, it, it is, gets way weirder. Yeah, it just gets way weirder. <laughs> it gets even weirder than and this, it's, but this is where I, we're at. I, I got to tell you, this – uh, this movie is not just like oh I'm just going to watch a weird movie. It is worth watching this movie. So oh, yeah, once I mean once Zed gets kind of inculcated into their society and and he has a little bit of freedom to move about, right? He wanders into Arthur Frayn's room, mm-hmm. right? Which is like a college dorm room. Yeah, literally. I mean, it, yes. his room looks like a college dorm. Like posters on yeah. the walls, basically. And, it's like, yeah, but it's also like it's like light. Roman. Uh, sculpture. Yep. No, 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 that's no, later. But that's yeah. not. That's not. That's, that's friends. That's yeah, friends. That's friends place. Yeah. Right. That was a cool room with yeah. all the um, casts. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but no, he goes. He goes into Arthur Frayn's room and you see a uh, poster on the wall about evolution. Yep. That's right. Yes. And it's and got. You, it's I got Neanderthals standing there with that poster. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's got. Always, it's got Neanderthals to Homo sapiens, yeah, but right. then Eternals as the next evolution after Homo sapiens. This is supposed to be your visual. Like this is you know the next. And then Zed stands. Next to that, that right? He's the next foreshadowing. At the beginning of the movie, they said this is the year twenty two twenty six or something. Like. I think it's twenty two ninety three. Yeah. Oh, that's no, what it the, is. Oh, yeah. I did read this. Today. This is my favorite bit of trivia uh, that I read today about Zardoz. That originally uh, came out in seventy four. Yes. Is that right? Originally, John Borman wanted this to take place. It said uh, 
AD 1979. <laughs> 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 I was like, that would have been incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been incredible. But yeah, so these, uh, his, when, um, once Zed, John Connery, uh, starts interacting with the Eternals, like, it starts fucking the shit up for the Eternals. Like, this right. breaks everything for them because yeah, he's he the, is a... He, it's, it's like Planet of the Apes. He's right? a virile yeah, he's a, Sean he's Connery. He's a living Sean Connery beast. Like, right. that's what he does. Like, he has chest hair. He's so he's sweaty. You know, like... He's, he's a lot They can of smell yeah. his putrid skin. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's very upsetting to the Eternals. And, right. uh, is and, it upsetting, really? I don't think it's upsetting. Well, upsetting in the, mo- in the most literal sense. I, I, like, I think, good or bad. I think they're it, excited like, and they... Cause, cause is upset. It's disruptive. It's I disruptive. think they're excited, but also upset that they're excited. And uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that there's like and and they're disappointed I, in I themselves because it's Sean Connery. <laughs> it is uh, obviously loaded with a lot of manhood, but I think it is actually just raw nature itself. Like it doesn't. It's not quite as like as uh, not not quite as man leaning as we may make it sound. Like it is like the Eternals literally live. In a bubble, like they live in a yeah, physical the bubble. The, vo- the vortex is yeah, a. When he tries to escape, he hits a wall. Yeah, it's a glass <laughs> wall, and uh, like you can't escape the bubble if you live in the vortex. That's right. it. And outside is the actual natural world. Everything inside the bubble is completely manicured and controlled. Right. And I think the the real thing, I mean, along with like very intense masculinity, but uh, I think what Sean Connery is really representing is like this is the. This is the the real world, the natural world, the world the world of flesh and bone and sweat and and blood and everything else, and uh, and that's what the Eternals are very very afraid of. They're highly intellectualized, uh, uh, and they use all their reasoning to try to attain the state of complete boredom. Right, like that's more or less their their unintentional goal is they're boring themselves to death with their minds. Now, I, I was impressed when uh, Sean Connery was in Arthur Frayn's room. Yeah. And uh, he discovers the tabernacle for the mm. first time. Oh, right. yeah. And it's, it's basically uh, throwing up economics at him. Yes. Right. And it, it reminded me of the settlers of Catan. <laughs> that's a good call. Because it was like yeah. Vortex 4 needs wheat, needs sheep, wheat. Exactly. and lumber. Oh, shit. Vortex 3 <laughs> needs. Is that where he did it on his hand? And yeah. Then, yeah, no, it was yeah. the ring. The so ring was, was projected. Ring. Holding, some, like, some I, used, I used that in one of the photos because I already started. Oh, and it's a ring, and it you know it comes on his forehead on yeah, one the, of them. Uh, the eye on the and forehead. And it's a teeny giant on his forehead. Oh, so he's great. like this. That's and it's great. like, uh. Yeah, like, there's some great. Because you get Arthur Frayn's eye in the center of Sean Connery's forehead. It's such right. a beautiful. And the eye on the hand and all that stuff. Really beautiful. Uh, Beautiful imagery going on, yeah, like the tabernacle. Like the tabernacle, which is essentially the internet, like it it's is the, the, internet it's or the it's super internet. pretty good yeah, UI how. though. It was cool. It was, it was pretty, nice yeah, stuff in that first that one. Actually, yeah. no, when he was yeah, in the room yeah, standing sorry, there, and it comes up on the left. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it worked. It worked. But For it, 1973, oh, it's, it's amazing. Like, this is an extremely far-looking concept that they're talking about with the tabernacle. Yeah. And, like, the because ta- the tabernacle is both um, – it's all human information. By the way. At all. Here's an interesting thing I just thought. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, hi. And um, because I said earlier that I had read that Kubrick advised, I'd be curious to see – if the fonts are the same that Kubrick used in his movies. Oh, oh yeah. That is yeah, Right? Because I looked at that and I did think of like uh, 2001. I was sure. like, that's kind of cool. And then when I read it later about some of the background of the film, I just thought, man, I bet you he's like, use this font. And, you know, I have some <laughs> right, slides right. you can use right. from the shoot because right. there was some cool stuff in there that 
didn't look like it was part of the art department that they were using. Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was totally exactly. right, right. more refined right. than the sheets of saran wrap and <laughs> yeah, it was you know it was and a tie piece. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, because I mean, like nobody like uh, Kubrick is known for obviously all of his uh, mechanical stuff, but his art direction is actually oh, what flawless. made him a genius. Like yeah. it's just yeah. absolutely true. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. But like, yeah. that could have been. You know, we have a projector, put it over his shoulder, right. shoot it on his hand. But yeah. with a lens, you're going to get it really small. I'll bring some fonts and some UI stuff that I right. had slides of. Yeah, because I, I do believe you're right. It's because it is it's essentially the, the, the Kubrick stuff we're referring to in 2001 for everybody who's listening is uh, the interior of the uh, like the Pan Am spacecraft stuff, like on the screens there, mm-hmm. where it's like it's flashing up those letters and all that's the text right. that's on that and all the sort of uh, blinking I'm telling graphics. you, yeah, yeah, the slides hanging lines. out somewhere, and they, yeah. they just said, bring those, and we'll, yeah, and we'll project f- it on we'll, his head. That's and, right. That's right, but yeah. So the uh, so the tabernacle is a very interesting concept, and he starts uh, interacting with this, and it gives you a hint of the end of the movie. Well, it's right. the AI that is yes. coordinating the efforts of all the vortexes. Yes. At that point, you realize there's, there's not just mo- there's, there's more than one vortex, vortex. and yeah. and there they're, they're dealing they're dealing with a trade. And, right. and the so Zardoz head is is going between the vortices. Vortex yes. one and two right. needs and wheat. This one, blah. This so the vortex is carrying the wheat. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, so the uh, sorry. So the head is carrying the wheat, wheat between the vortices. It's carrying the wheat and the sheep. And, and, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And whatever. I would love to see the giant head with the sheep in it. Yeah. That's the next image we need to make on right. for the for that website. So it's uh, really just but, basically like, uh, this you is know like, a Peterbilt. It's a Peterbilt. <laughs> the, uh, the, like, and this is where it really like that bit is when I realized that it wasn't just kitschy nineteen seventies sci fi. Like this was, uh, I, like uh, I certainly started to see it like as like this is actually sci fi in the way of like. It's thinking so far into the future that it's beyond my, like, initial, like, what I would think of as a future city scenario. Like, right. this is, like, this is getting into a weird, but that's uh, what you deeply spo- imagined land. spoke about earlier is that, you know, it's one of you guys, hi, um, one of the guys about the, um, how sophisticated the great writing it was and the story was really good. It's just that the art direction kind of threw you off as though it's some piece of crap. Right. But it isn't. And it's by the time you realize that you're into the story and you're kind of like, okay, I kind of get this. But yeah, it's like there, really, there's a really weird – There's some ahead of its time things yeah. and there's yeah. some interesting themes that are there. It is very complex. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting – and it's not dopey stuff like Flash Gordon. Right. Well, oh, it is yeah. dopey because they were high as kites when they oh, were yeah, making I mean, this, this movie. This is definitely clear. Oh, well, it's a lot better than Flash Gordon, even though they both had the same crap for like, me, has, bad art direction. Right. It has a, like, it but has, there was some points in there, like the book stuff. Yeah. Those scenes were oh, great, great where he was throwing the books up. Yeah, because there's a surface level kitschiness that you would see from just looking at stills from the movie that would make you think that this is a goofy, bad movie, right? I'm going to go and with an ongoing theme on this podcast and say that uh, Villeneuve needs to remake this movie. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, dude, I was going to oh, say the God. same thing. You ju- oh, my God. You jumped me on this so one. I was like, this is a perfect fucking Villeneuve uh, yeah. proto-masterpiece. Like, yeah. If he were to do this today, it would, it would be, be a home run. Like, this is right in his groove. Right. It's right in his groove. Yeah, yeah. just the story. doesn't have yeah. to worry about the costume design. Yeah. In fact, get better people to all yeah. What if he got Hugh Jackman and put the same outfit on? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know people want to I'd want to see that. They want the hairy chest. Yeah, it's incredible. It's but incredible. It would, they'd ruin it with the CG abs. Yeah, right. they That's just put right. abs everywhere on his cheeks. No, so well, then just, let's just, just abs on abs on abs, abs, abs all the way down. You know, it's, it's abs all the way down. It's in the Stephen you Hawking know who could do this. Dwayne Johnson would be pretty good. Mm. I, w- I would say that we you know it should be um, uh, the 
better than Dwayne Johnson would be what's his name from Stuber and from um, uh, Blade Runner oh, uh, uh, Batista. 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 Batista would do this right. Batista would do this right because he is uh, like I love. Dwayne Johnson, like he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He is a, essentially a, a comedic performer. Yes. Whereas, like in the first two minutes of twenty forty nine, I was like, "That fucking dude can act." That guy. Oh yeah, that big dude. And uh, and then I I bet you would be able to have him. He would pull this off. He could be big and stately. Yeah, and he but did a also, whole lot of film as well. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Oh what my do you god, think, that's Eric? very exciting. Would yes, you, yeah. It's a good. I, I was surprised. Yeah, I was really surprised really when movie. I see this movie. Like. This story is, yeah, and I think it's like, a hot mess. But like when you get mess. to the end of it, you're like, oh my god, it's cohesive. Yeah, like it all comes yeah. together. Like, and I, I would say if there's a flaw in the movie is like it uh, it doesn't like it spends more time on trying to weird you out than trying to uh, like it should, if it brought the dots a little bit closer together, <laughs> then you'd enjoy it. Do more you up front. think, I think because? because he wrote it, and then apparently that was his property. Mm-hmm. So he's so self-contained that, you know, just getting that outside breath or eyes. His wife, he said, or somebody said, mm-hmm. his, the, wife his wife did, did the costume. costume. Yeah, yeah, it was that. so like internal. That yeah, well, you it was shot near his focus. It was shot near his house. It was, it was, near just his this, house. It was this amazing like a, piece of world building. It was like building. a whole movie right. almost. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah. We, considering what it deep, is, when yes. you're that deep in it, you don't know what you, other people don't know. Like it's very hard to yeah time correct. So the budget on this movie was one million dollars. One point five. That's. Pretty inexpensive, and two hundred thousand went to Connery. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and it was pretty, it was straight off Deliverance. He won the Academy Award right. for Deliverance, right? right? And he could have done anything he wanted to do, and this is what he wanted to do. Well, right. he was going to be he was up for doing Lord of the Rings, right? That was what that was what he was originally going he to was be writing, to do. yeah. And uh, and that that deal, I guess, fell apart. And then he he wrote this himself. He's like, I really want to do a, something fa- fantastical like that, right? And I have to say, like. This makes me want to see what John Borman's Warlord of the Rings would have looked like. That would have been fucking and, crazy. I mean, by setting it, you know, in 2293 in this mm-hmm. world that has very little connection to our world. Right. right. It just allows him complete freedom to reinvent. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, everything exactly. about how society works. Right. How people relate to each other. Yeah. And how characters interact. And, and but but while well, still essentially keeping it a metaphor for. Like the things that we do wrong sure. in modern times, right? Like, and so like it, it works in both ways. Like, it's this crazy bit of world building with these weird, deep sort of uh, like when it talks about the other vortices. We never see the other vortices. You don't know anything about that, but it's just like there is some sort of like you're saying settlers of Catan aspect of like there. There's an AI that's managing all of this stuff. This is all intentional. Like, it's not like a random post-apocalyptic world where this happened here. It's like no, this is the stability that the AI has found is to build the world like this. And there's a network of these things, and this is how they want it to be. It but, may seem crazy to us, but it's it's organized in some way. And Arthur Frayn is the only one who wants to get into the weeds with managing what's going on on yeah, the outside. Exactly. Right. Because, yeah, because he, he looks at this, not to spoil the ending, but Arthur <laughs> Frayn looks at this deal as not so good. Yeah. Like, this is not a good deal. Like, we, can, <laughs> we, are, we are heading, to, like, looking at his fellow Eternals, he's like, I, we're heading nowhere. We're heading nowhere. This is we're like on a yeah, treadmill. This is death. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is well, worse it's not than death. death. It's, it's worse than death. It's worse than death. death. It's infinite. Okay, we gotta, we gotta talk about friend because we were introduced to friend at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Who is sorry, Eric? Do you want to? No, I was just going to bring a point later, uh, but we could talk about it later. Just mm-hmm. the gentleman you're talking about and half his face. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to but that. I, just, I missed that. Yeah, I know. But I was saying I don't want to forget. Right. I didn't catch how why it was half. I don't think they explain that. They don't, but we'll exactly. Get yeah, they don't really explain. They don't it. really explain that. But friend, okay. So friend is this this character mm-hmm. who's a uh, and he seems like everyone else seems very rigid and everything else. He seems more like meh. He uh, for the, uh, I haven't seen this in a while, and for the longest time, I remember this as being played by Nicole Williamson, uh, who plays uh, 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 what's his name uh, Merlin in um, Oh right Excalibur Excalibur. Excalibur. And who's a wonderful, wonderful actor. And I was, I was sort of shocked. I was like, oh, that, that I've got this totally wrong. But it has right. that sa- the same sort of flavor to that guy. He's kind of – he's basically like, man, this is the way it is. He's yeah. walking – he's walking uh, – uh, He doesn't like it. But he doesn't like do it. it. He's yeah. doing whatever. And right. he's kind of – he's kind of explaining to Zed what's going on. Right. But also treating him like shit at the same time. Right. But he introduces him to all the apathetics. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He introduces That's him to the old goes. people. What are the old people called again? Renegades. Renegades. Uh, and you're like, it's it's strange, you know, like very strange. Right. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and he's and a, the that was kind of de- depressing, but it was almost like to, when he got into that room, it was almost like a Doctor Who, it felt like, with the old people, the yeah. Renegades, yeah, was, or, just, just, or even a Peter Greenaway film. Right. Just there's something about just it, it was people, like, huh? Just to give people an idea of what the, what the Renegades were, it's basically like, imagine... A bunch of old people mm-hmm. in a Terry Gilliam film. In, That's in a ter- it. In a Brazil. Terry Gilliam yeah. film, celebrating like like uh, like New Year's Eve eternally. Yeah, right. And and all of their tuxedos and they're wearing tuxes and stuff. They're all frazzled. Their 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 collars are coming undone right. and strange things. And they're going Rrr! and they 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 just basically look like they're completely senile mm-hmm. and and crazy. And there was some weird signage on the buildings. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah were some of my favorite. I didn't stuff. quite catch. What yeah. all that was? But that's so yeah. Terry Gilliam too. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. suspicion breeds confidence. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and it's this weird, like, uh, like uh, it has the yeah it's Gilliam sort of like junk world kind of like there's like there's just lots of weird things in the background. It's just informing the flavor of what you're seeing. As and, you, to, like, and you introduce it's like okay, so here are the people that are too young, right? Eternals, and they don't do anything, right? And then here are the ones that are that have been aged. You know, to They've been punished so many times they're old. They're punished because so many they times. lose years every time they're punished. Right. But, however, if they die, then they're reborn again as a baby in a bag. And, they re- then, and they're, then they're them again. Right. So it's just like it's the most depressing life of all time where it's just like if you are killed as an eternal, you're immediately reborn as the same eternal. Like you can't even escape through death. Like right. It's just – Endless, endless, endless. Sort of and, like and the only way to die is through some kind of violent accident. Yeah, basically. that's it. That's right. It. And it's and so the uh, so yeah, and you are literally like you are literally a fetus in a bag uh, to start <laughs> off, and they just yeah. clone you again, and there you're off to the races again. Hence, no use for procreation. Yes, exactly. Right. And it's uh, so it is a it is a very pretty pastel and incredibly depressing situation. And so you get to sense a little bit why friend is like meh. Yeah, fuck this place. Because uh, he harbors like, some, this, he this harbors is, some ill will, but he doesn't but, act on it. But you know what? I here's the, here's now. I obviously have a lot of problems with religion, and I'm okay to talk about it uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast as a, as an atheist. Uh, but the thing was like, you go to heaven. It's like 
That sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, like living it, forever. Everything is in a place is like a that. Terrible. That's thing. a terrible, terrible yeah, way yeah. to go. Like, like I don't want to live forever. Because they'll. I watch Thailander. I watch Sardos. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's a terrible situation. So, so to get theological for a second, like the 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 interesting thing about heaven or hell is that you must have, if you're going to say heaven, right? Okay. Uh, it has to be perfectly great all the time like if there's any variance in that signal it's instantly hell like there's no like anything is like if there's any there's something to be great it has to be better than before yeah so, so it you constantly, constantly accelerate accelerate and if you if you stay constant that's hell that's hell <laughs> like if you dip that's well, hell. the road to hell is paved with the best of intentions, intentions. Yes. Yes. and in the reverses if you are say living if, if hell has to be uh, excruciating, like uh, like algorithmically advancing, excruciating pain every single second. Because if it's ever any less, that moment is heavenly, and you can't have that because it's hell. Right. <laughs> and so, like the two paths are uh, are broken in their concept. You can't like. And so, with the the Eternals, you cannot have. Uh, it reveals that you cannot have perfection. Uh, you think you want to attain perfection, and you don't want to attain perfection because perfection actually means emptiness. Right. Like, it's, you, there's nothing left to learn, do, or experience. And that's right. the end of it. And that's where these guys are at. Uh, and uh, so when Sean Connery comes into the mix, that's why everything gets messed up. Because right. Charlotte Rampling, for instance. He's disruptive. Is, like, yes. She, she just wants to kill him. Yeah, and it, well, yes. It's like, like you can keep him for two weeks. And three, then I think it's three weeks. Three weeks, and then you can kill him. Yeah. Oh, I would say that she wants to do something physical with him. Like, that's her goal. She doesn't initially know what it is, so she, she expresses that by murder. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, what if I murder him? Yeah, that's close to what I was thinking. Uh, but like, she's definitely sort of um, – she's activated by his presence, and right. she resents it, and so she wants to murder him to start with. Um, and they have a vote on this, and they give him seven days – before they're going to hand him over to May, and then May can dissect him and do whatever she needs to do. Right. And the scene with Consuela and May mm -hmm. discussing uh, what's going on inside the Brutal's brain yeah. and his uh, uh, erections. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. fascinating. Well, the thing is, and, and uh, it's like this movie is an interesting one to talk about because I really oh, right. feel like yeah what causes an erection yeah right? like that's a, that's what that's a great scene it's very funny so so, so so it is very funny so they're basically trying to be very scientific about right. it and it does that that one kind of has a little bit of a brave new world kind of right. feel to it right and so they're like let's look at him and like give, he knows like, the mystery of sex he knows the mystery of sex we have to understand he took is. a woman yeah, for yeah. Zardoz yeah for, and so like I mean, he's, we've seen him like right so he on, was on the warpath so, so, so that's actually an important part of it there is a there is a, they are supposed to kill everyone because they want to stop the spread of the breeding uh, of the, the uh, breeding of humans but Zed is one of the elite uh, uh, exterminators right. and he is allowed to rape people right, right to to procreate right right and the, yeah, because like because and it gets it gets a little more detailed later on like zardas sort of changes the instructions on them right right and says like you will also be farming 
And well, that, like that that happened. Yeah, that we figured that out. So, like, this is part of what Zed's like pissed off about. Like, he's right. just like, I was doing this, and then you tell me to do something else. I sucks. was killing and raping, and now you're making me farm. Farm this right. blows. <laughs> and uh, wheat, sheep, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, because apparently, the, you know, the different vortexes need sheep and, yeah, and wheat. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they, there's a scene in which they're uh, they're all scientifically examining Sean Connery to see because they don't know what the connection is between. Uh, say visual stimulus and yeah. uh, actual stimulus, like physical stimulus, and so they are playing for him like, like, like soapy porn. Yes, uh, Karen was watching it with me for a while. She's like, "It's weird to see Sean Connery in softcore porn." Yeah, in and, some way, and uh, no, it's not really softcore porn. It was mud wrestling, right? Yeah. Well, and, well, actually, well, first, first, that, sh- first he shows a, a bunch of like. Close-ups of nipples being yeah. stimulated. Yes, I was like, "This isn't doing it for him." Right, and then, then they show him like women mud wrestling right. in a very artsy. Well, I think way. I may be wrong about this. When did uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth come out? Is that seventy-five? Uh, is that seventy-five? If it's later, then I'm wrong. But uh, like, if it came out before this, I thought that that was a uh, that was a play on. The sex scene, the soapy sex scene from Manifel. I think seventy-six. Seventy-five, seventy-six. He shot it because. Oh yeah, because the way the albums came out, because the albums have the covers that take. Yeah, and then he did that, and then he went to Berlin after that. No, I believe. And did uh, well. He went to France and did Low. Right. Right. The Chateau, and then uh, uh, Low, Hero, uh, Low, and then Heroes, and then uh, Aladdin. Sand. No, Scary Monsters. Scary Monsters. Right. Scary Monsters. The yep. triptych, the, yep. the Berlin trilogy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. I'm gonna. I'm and definitely. Ton Studios. Huh, what's a what? Huh? Hansa Ton Studios. Oh, that's crazy. That's beautiful. Like it's a beautiful house. place. <laughs> that's amazing. That's where you two went and did Octon Baby. Oh yes, wow. it's a yes, great yes. space. Yeah. Huge, 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 huge. I was. I, I felt the same. I felt uh, when I was walking. Eric down, knows as much about rock and roll history as you know about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the two are connected in they, many yeah. ways. <laughs> They're connected. Yep. But yeah, no. I, I, th- I, I thought that it might be a throw to that, but I think I have the timeline reversed. No, I think the Nicholas Rogue shot that it was like seven, five seventy six. Yeah, I think right. You're, I think you're correct. Be- but it's a, you know, it, there's a similar sort of like weird jokiness about the sequence. Like it's like they're showing him a bunch of. Porn, yeah, like and seeing is he going to get an erection or not, right. and, and so trying to look like, at his erection, yeah. and he's just standing there. He's like, "This is not working." He's bored. He's, he's bored. he's bored. He's bored. Come on. And then, and then they show him violence. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. Then, then they turn it off. Yeah. Right. And he, and then and he's looking at Consuela. It's uh, right. rambling, and then and then she's like, uh, right. "Awkward." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Awkward oh, moments yeah, happening." Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So like, and he looks down, and they're like, "Ooh." The thing is, I think he's just in complete control. Yeah, I think. Yes, that, I think that the, you think this, he was fucking with them. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I mean, literally, he's a hundred percent fucking with them yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe that Sean, Con- Sean Connery definitely has more control than you think. I wish I yeah. had early as on much control. Yeah, in my he knows exactly <laughs> what is yeah. going on from moment one. Right, yeah, but right. we as the audience don't know that don't he knows. know that yeah. until it much peels, later. It peels in the off film. like an onion. His knowledge, yeah. because there are the scenes where he does look like helpless in the cage, right. and, the, and and or just a mercenary kind of guy. And all of a sudden, once by the just before you get to the book scene where him throwing the books, you right. realize he's, and then you start to you know he's more educated and right. he's well aware of what's going on. Right. And then maybe that guy who has a half a face is the one that catches on. Friend, yeah. friend, friend. friend. Yeah. So friend well, yeah. first of all, friend, friend basically mocks him like a cage animal, right? right. And then when he's like poking, well, him and or, he's trying to find out what happened to Arthur, right? Mm-hmm. And when he's trying, to, and then he's like, and then suddenly, like, 
he's he's in the cage sleeping and it's like oh well he has to sleep and kind of mocking his mortal lifestyle or whatever right. and then uh then he just like opens his eyes and grabs his arm and is right. like oh no i know what the fuck's going on yeah exactly i totally and like the the, the it's the elitism right they right. they feel they're elite so yeah this is the thing i was going to bring up is that like in discussing the movie i think that people might if they haven't seen it they might get the wrong idea of like how they talk about say uh, sexuality or men and women or any, or anything along these lines, right. um, because the movie I I don't think the movie is uh, like it sounds. Like it sounds if you're talking about a '70s movie with Sean Connery being all uh, hairy chested and all this kind of stuff. Like this is not. I don't think that this is in say like it's not in uh, uh, a pro masculine anti feminine movie at all. I think it's a. Oh, it's, it's not, actually very pro feminine. Yeah, it, like yeah, exactly. It, like it is a and and it is it's not a polemic on sexual dynamics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, this is true. That, I mean, like and and, and 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 the power that like the the power that that each each person has, you know, this kind of stuff. And like the and the and the Eternals are not represented as sort of. Uh, you know, uh, negative stereotypes of asexual people or anything like this. Like, they're just represented as, like, they're, like, they're not, uh, like, sexless uh, by choice. They're sexless because they don't do, they just, they're they're inert in every way. So they haven't made the choice to be sexless or not sexless or whatever it is. They're just sort of there. They have no need for sex. They have no, they have no, yeah, every need is satisfied. So they haven't made any choices in their life about what they, what they want to be in their lives. Like, it's just this sort of empty uh, empty thing. Like there are asexual people who are in reality, and they have chosen to be asexual. These guys haven't done that. Like the like this is like they are simply like I'm just going to be here because I am here, and everything is provided for me, and that's the end of it. Like there's there's no identity or feeling to any of them. Well, they clearly have identity though, because they have fashion and well, they they, have yes. hairstyles. Well, like, and I would say that that is their only identity. Like that's the only way they differentiate themselves or their interests. Like there's no like, but it, but in the sense that there is no. Uh, I didn't. I don't feel like there's any negative stereotyping going on of anyone's mm. sexuality in the film. No. I guess that's what I want to get across. Which is and, like, too bad. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was. That's what I try to run. Although, about. although <laughs> friend does at one brief moment when he is being declared a renegade, mm-hmm. he shouts out, "I hate women." I hate women. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's true. He does, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And yeah. I'm not really sure what that's about. Yeah, like yeah, like that is something. Like that seems something super well, personal. Maybe to it him goes that, back to uh, what we were talking about earlier earlier about the way he portrays women are these kind of queen bee these really strong strong women and mm-hmm. you either can accept that yeah he like in next caliber yeah. two that you know i was talking about the lovemaking scene there's always that it's just perceived as like the dominant yeah there's a, there's a str- strong sexual control yeah right. and so either you go with that or fuck it you right. end up with half of it, you know you, you end up if you don't ex- um, accept the powerful women right so and at yeah. that moment where, when kind of he goes renegade, gets voted down, and they decide to yeah. age him, which is which is both the corniest and creepiest scene in the film. Like it's it's, it's both like really silly but and really scary. I don't remember <laughs> why did it, why did that actually happen? Why did it, so they they were Simply, voting about something? He wouldn't he wouldn't go to level two meditation with them. Wh- yeah, why? Because, because they're the uh, what <laughs> May says. Uh, okay, so this is what I want you to think about what the the brutal. Uh, the woman reads the p- sort of poem about um, what the brutal means, right? And sort of like, no, rather what uh, Sean Connery means. And like, this guy is a mirror to us. And I want you to consider this. Uh, like, what does what does this make us think of, you know? And it's sort of like, you know, this is an actual good thing to think about. Like, what is their relation? She is prompting them to say, like, we should think about how we think about this and how we feel about it, right? And everyone goes, 
okay, I guess so. And then friend's like, no way. I'm not going to do that. That's freaking me out. And because he says no, they all force him to say yes. And when he resists, they kill him. They, they age him. They age, they age him. him 50 years. But yeah. it's not just aging because he's the only one with, as uh, like Eric was saying, like he gets like half a face, right? Yeah, it's, it's like so, he had a stroke, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like very yeah. stroke. So, exactly. That's I thought it was very stroke. So, so it was very stroke like. blow out his mind with their psychic powers. And so yeah. so half, his, half his face is age 50 years and the other half is still the same age. So he's got like a slurry. Right. Like, you know, he looks like it was stroke. very yeah. stroke like, yeah. yeah. And so, like, in the scene itself, and like, I've seen the scene get made fun of because it's actually like, really good makeup, by the way. Yeah, it is good. It is good. And so, like, the scene it when, was considering you know everything else was like felt and paper mache. Yeah, right. it was like, like wow. Let's put the hundred thousand bucks into this. This is gonna work great. Right. Get Dick Smith. But yeah, the uh, it was Kubrick's, but it only had half a face. Yeah, it's like, that's I right. don't know what. You know, that's what it did. It. It's like we can only afford half the makeup, so we only. Right. I got <laughs> half Sorry, a face lying around from the killers. If you want it, I can grab it from that suitcase scene. What was like, uh, I'll take it. Uh, uh, what was the? Uh, uh, there's a there's a TV show on 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 uh, oh god on on Comedy Central uh, about a middle aged woman going to high school. Really hilarious, and it had uh, Smilf. No, no, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's really funny. But anyway, she the the whole premise of and and oh, she was the secretary on. Um, Elf. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and her brother is the famous author who did – Oh, that one. Yeah. Amy Sedaris. Yes. Yeah. Right. Amy right. Sedaris. And so basically the whole way that that show got done – is that she? She wanted. She's always wanted to buy a fat suit, so yeah, she right. she would do that. Right. But she could only afford half of one, <laughs> so, so she bought the bottom half. So good. Right. And that's how her character got born on that show. Right, 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 right. Because like she only bought the bottom half of the that's suit. Funny. She couldn't afford to top top. Right, right, right. right. Really By the way, funny. was it not? I don't know if we've passed this point in the discussion, but when he goes to that mirrored. Triangle. No, we're, yeah, actually, no. We're, we're yes. Go ahead. And then he slips into it, but he goes okay, and he kind of slides oh like God, a little. The worst oh. acting. It was like he was doing some sort of like he was in one Pantomime. of those yeah. the Caribbean cruises, yeah, exactly. and you see the kids go down the slides like, wow, we're going to have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so kind of like no, that was showtime. Right. So yeah, there was, you're right. There was a scene with him and May. Doug Henning. It looked like yeah, Doug Henning going down showy. a slide. It was, it was like what? They're like, we're gonna go examine part of your go through your brain or whatever and it was at the beginning you're right uh uh and uh they um they walk out into this garden and there is this diamond-like mirror sculpture thing mm-hmm. super cheap yeah super cheap yeah it's like you know it's like a um spencer's gifts kind of uh oh, yeah. ornament yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see this at your local, you know, lawn garden. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and uh, it was anyway. So she went, apparently this sculpture is something that you is a room underground, right? And so you it's the Louvre. Yes, yeah, it's the Louvre. It's the pyramid. The and Louvre. so and it's it's not not that big. It's like you know this 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 sculpture made of mirrors is probably about. Eight feet tall. It seemed like maybe. it was part of the tabernacle or something. Something. That's, right. Yeah. Could be. That's it. Right. Oh, right. It, you're right. It, because, it, like, of, because of the whole, at the end, we figured that out. Right. right. Because in, anything that has that geometric sort of style is all fixed. But you know, it must have been pieces of glass with sandbags, and he's like, okay, pretend you're sliding in it. And he's like, <laughs> I'll try. <And> right. <laughs> Bentomime. Right. So he basically it looks like he's just going behind it. Uh, <laughs> but but he's uh, he's actually just. 
Yeah, and he, it's like, so he bad. raises his hands sort of awkwardly and then pretends like he's sliding down when he's actually clearly just kneeling. It's like watching someone do the escalator thing. Yes, like they're going, I was going to do the same down the stairs behind someone. Yeah, it, it was like, like behind a, a couch. It was like, a, it was like a guest on the and yet show. it totally works. I, I, like it was a great bit of stylization. I thought it was awesome. I think it's really like it's so See, like, this is weird what, looking. This is it's like, just it does out, work, but the expression on his face was kind of like it was like he was on the Muppet Show or something, like exiting a set. Like, it not, was, I was kind of taken out like, a bit, but then it does that slow motion where he's so coming sure through the wall. I'm not sure buys what's going on, but I, I, I got what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's a little half and half. Now, there's a reoccurring thing, and this goes back to what Eric was talking about, the, the projection stuff. There is a lot of projection and mirrors mm-hmm. yep. and reflection in this movie. A lot of it. Right. And, it, and even though all that other crap is dopey. That stuff's actually oh, there's some fucking great stuff. Yeah, really but that was good. all really the Orson cool. Wells ladies from Shanghai yeah, so, stuff. The ending is basically you know what I mean, and it was right, like right. using that as this way to like kind of you don't know what you see. oh no that's not what I think I see right. and that the whole thing. But it was, it was absolutely yeah, not, not to skip ahead too far. But like it's funny because a lot of the reviews of this movie, well, modern reviews, people are just like oh, and they just in like obviously he just saw uh, Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee because he's ripping that off, and I'm like. No, that is also ripping off Lady from Shanghai. Shanghai right. <laughs> but yeah, like it's the, lots of mirrors, lots of projection. That's a beautiful and, and, film. Oh, it's great. I love that movie. That's Lady from Shanghai? Lady oh, from Shanghai, yeah. Orson Welles. Yeah, it's fantastic. And Rita, was it Rita Hayworth? Rita no. Hayworth. Yeah, he yeah. married her at that time. Yeah, she is She was beautiful. smoking hot. Yeah, she looked like beautiful. Linda Evangelista. Yeah, she's young. gorgeous. I mean, the, and, the, and the opening, the the, talk, the carriage ride talk, when he's like walking next to the carriage is one of the best dialogues. In the, when they're in Mexico? Oh, it's so good. Oh, Incredible. I'm going to pull an Eric That's though because, because you guys are just getting me going on an ADD moment I I have uh, revitalized my my uh, passion for uh, Criterion Channel I'm finding some weird cool stuff you got some good stuff we got um Police stories on there. Oh yeah, police story. <laughs> yeah, yeah police story one and two. Chan stuff. Yeah. So, so and that's oh. like, oh my god, it's really good. And we watched uh, uh, True Stories. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me to watch True Stories. I still you I have had, not seen I have this. Not seen this yet. Okay, we made our kids watch True Stories. Mm-hmm. David Byrne. Yeah, David yeah. Byrne directed. Yeah. I have John Goodman. I have the book of that. It's you've seen it, right? Yeah, I have the book. I watched like the, the original on Criterion. It looks okay. great. Looks you great. have to see the whole movie. I will see uh, and we watch it with our kids because Karen loves this movie, right. right? And and to her, like we were watching the kid with the kids, and and they were like, and then I asked my daughter, they didn't like it that much. Right. I asked my daughter what she thought. She goes, oh, it was just really hard to follow the plot. On this. <laughs> and right, I said, right. some I understand, but sometimes a movie is not about a plot. Sometimes right. a movie is about it's what's happening. It's about experiencing yeah. something. In fact. There is no actual they, the, there is no actual plot in this movie. It's at the end of the movie where they tell you what it's about, right. and you're like, "Oh, right, now I get it." Right, which you should see it. But anyway, it was very interesting to see that. Stuff. You think, oh, you, you that think that your kids would like Paris, Texas? No, <laughs> yeah. not going to watch Paris. Paris. Anything with Harry Dean Stanton. I'm, but I there's a whole bunch of Alec Guinness. There's a massive Alec Guinness oh, yeah, connection. No, yeah. no, I've been watching. Oh, yeah. I just watched. Um, uh, what do you call it? The Man in the White Suit. Man in the White yeah. Suit. Uh, oh, I love uh, it. Captain's Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Ealing yeah. Street Studio. Was yeah. that Ealing it? Ealing. Yeah. yeah. Ealing uh, movies. Uh, so what is it? Ealing. Uh, great expectations. Great expectations. So great. Yeah. So there's a whole Alec Guinness connection. Set of that. So I am like I. You know I I've been I've been knocking Criterion Channel for making crappy search engines right. and or not including things that I think just right. should be included but right. they've, like, they've been putting right. up a bunch of good stuff it's true yep yep I've also on my criterion report as I've been uh, making my way through the extras on Steven Soderbergh's Che 
and uh, which is uh, it's got uh, both Che one and two, which I love. Yeah, and it has the uh, it has the making of Che. It has uh, an interview with the producer and a couple other things, and it has the uh, commentary on both Che one and two by the guy who wrote the book on uh, Che Guevara um, that was a reference point for Soderbergh in making the movie and the screenwriter making the movie. Um, and the guy sounds very, very interesting, but he hates the movie. And so while listening to this four hours of someone complain about the movie that referenced your book, I was just like, this is like sitting with someone who is a big Lord of the Rings fan complaining about <laughs> how, how, they, how come they couldn't include Tom Bombadil. You're just like, oh my God, I just want to die. <laughs> so yes, I would say watch everything on Che. You don't have to worry about a commentary. Read, read that guy's book. It sounds very, very good. But okay. it's like, if you haven't seen Che, Che is pretty goddamn amazing. That's All one right. of Soderbergh's best movies. We got to get back to Zara. All right, here we go. Sorry, it was my fault talking about Criterion. But anyway, let's okay, they're a Soviet. That's right. There's a connection. Yeah. It all makes sense. It all makes sense in the end. Uh, so, we're, we're, so yes, uh, the scene in which Friend is um, is made old right. is uh, like essentially all of the um, all the Eternals uh, decide like that what he is thinking is wrong right. and he must be corrected. And so they all start singing and standing and waving their hands at him. And shouting, renegade. Renegade, 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 renegade and, and in the most stupid way. And he's like, I know what I'm going to do. It's, it's, his performance is I will so, not go to level two with you. I will not go to level two. So strange. And, and like, it's so fucking, it gets, it goes on for so long. And when he starts, especially when he starts saying no, that's when I get creeped out. Because he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, this is getting really rapey. It's trippy. <laughs> like it's, it's like, trippy. It's a super mind rape scene that makes me crazy uncomfortable. And I right. was just like, it starts out sort of like goofy and sort of uh, Logan's runnish, yeah. and then then keeps on going. Tom, like, okay, this is well, this is the dark side of the Eternals. Yes, right there. yeah, I mean, and so like, yeah, because they're they're essentially like, there's, you're either with us or you're you're with us or against us, like, or, you're, like, or or you're going to get old. Yeah, exactly. Like, where you will be completely. Uh, 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 disconnected from society, right? right. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it. Was a very, it's a very disturbing scene, even though it starts really goofily. Green bread, the green bread, green bread was this. weird. Um, and uh, so, so friend is put in the old ho- in the old folks' home. And it's weird too that when they would pass the bread down, they would kiss it. Yeah, they were passing the bread down and, and, and kissing it, and yeah. then the guy. And one of them finally breaks it, and then yeah, they can all they eat. Can all, yeah, literally yeah. breaking bread. Breaking bread. That's yeah. Right. yeah, it's just so weird the way they were kissing it going around the table. Yeah. There was definitely those shades of uh, cult. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, God. Much yeah. So. And it was yeah. just – and some of the stuff too, like the plants, kind of the uh, kind of holly bush above the table. Really, yeah. was kind of like – and this is the thing. This is the like that. I, like I, I definitely agree with the critique on the production design, but it's also like that. It fits in exactly with this the the culture that it's making fun of in the seventies. Like it's like this is like you know. I don't think they're making in, fun. It just seemed like budgetary. That's what they were. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a little know, bit of both. Because I mean, there's definitely I, you know, some, like there's some we're shooting business. in our home, so we're saving money. Yeah, you, you know, know like, it's like my wife will do the costumes, but there's, and there's they're, they're, they're our things, gardener really loves uh, tableware, so we'll have him do the table scene. Yeah, but like there, there are like, things that, okay. that are that are very definitely meant to look kind of silly. Like the like there's the uh, the the big inflatable rounded buildings, which are a great cross between say the 
aforementioned, almost mentioned witch movie, uh, and also just giant phalluses. Like, well, they look like, like rubbers inflated. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So right. like, I think there's a sense of comedy to a lot of the design. It's obviously very low budget, but I think that, that like it sort of fits into the framework of the of what it, what it's picking on a little bit. I think that's that's right. part of what he's doing because uh, like you could you could do better production design for the money and they do in the movie but i think also like at that time too like rubber and plastics and merit were considered futuristico that's true you know, remember, like, like, like logan's like Pedro Almodovar's stuff, yeah. movies movies like glitter is futuristico yeah uh, from futuristico. Uh, time me up time me down yeah, yeah. and it's like it was it was right. like hey you know, logan's run is wall-to-wall with that stuff yeah, sure. yeah. so that I mean, was that like hey deep. we can just get huge sure. pieces yeah, of rubber right. sheeting and have people look through it uh, in the future uh, things will be plastic and, it's going and to they be were tactile. Let's the, touch. The world is becoming that. <laughs> it's very true. Let me well, tell you something, Ben. <gasps> plastics. Plastics. <laughs> plastics. The dude who says that is the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Murray Abraham? Really? Yes. That's right. For those who plastics. are asking, that is a quote from the movie The Graduate. Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> that's some good business right there. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, he's in there. I'm and I'm going to get corrected on that. I can feel it already, and I know who's going to do it. Criterion Lannister on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I know you're going to. Yeah. Um, uh, he, so, yes. He, he tweets at us a lot. He does. He's uh, Well, He's uh, he's been on the show. He's Which been guy? on the show. Uh, yes, uh, that's Ken Stachnik. Ken Stachnik, who, who did our coffee episode. An absolutely fantastic photographer. That was a great and, thing. Uh, and he really, should come really back. Time. Yes. Um, yes. No, Ken is uh, a great friend of the show, and we do invite him back whenever he is ready to talk more nonsense. That was yep. very, very excellent. Um, okay, so friend is put away. What do you think Ken's going to think about this this movie choice? I, I don't know. I've never talked to Ken about this one. I think it's interesting. I think I think, like, I think he'll like it. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's a lot like, of good stuff. Like, you know, you know, we'll talk about Chinatown, yeah, but we'll sure. also talk about Zardoz. Yeah. No, no? I think he does. <laughs> yeah. Ken's, Ken's a good one. Yeah. He should be a fixture. Yeah. But you know what's free on uh... – We also talk about Transporter. You know? Yeah, that's true. And coffee. So it's a wide range, <laughs> wide range. Bad for glass. Bad for glass. It's true. Bad, bad for, glass. for glass. Bad for glass. Yeah, yeah, I'm bad for glass. Yeah, oh, man, I love yeah. that Mrs. Mulray. <laughs> I, I like, like my nose. I like, I like breathing through my nose. <laughs> Whoever did this to your husband did this to my nose. And I intend to find out, Mrs. Mulray. <laughs> okay, Curly, relax. Don't oh eat God. the linoleum floor. If that's, what, if that's what you think, then you're dumber than – what is it? Then, then you're dumber than you think I think you are. That's – oh. Write a line like that, you go home for the day. See a <laughs> capable Mr. man? Would you say uh, he's a capable man, Mr. Capable. Gibbs? John Houston in Chinatown? <laughs> Mr. Oh, Gibbs. And out Houston, Houston. Just find a girl, Mr. Gibbs. Zed is a very capable man. He's a very yes. capable man. Imagine if John Houston just showed up and be like, with a cane, and like, do you think the Zed is a capable man? Yes. Zardoz. <laughs> took a woman in his name. It's, uh, which uh, is every uh, name but John Houston. Just find the Zardoz. <laughs> it's true. What okay, I really so, like about, about, uh, about Eric's Jack Nicholson is actually fairly subdued. Yeah, no. He Most go people over go yeah. over the top and try to do like full on Joker. Yeah, and yeah. like, no, Eric does a does a pretty good job. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, once once Jack hits The Shining, that's what he does for the rest. of his Yeah, life. he yeah. does for the rest of and, his uh, life, and that's the and but everyone imitates that. But five that, easy pieces, five pieces yeah. kind of stuff. That's oh, yeah. last detail. Yeah. No, also, yeah. the passenger. Passenger. Yeah, the passenger. That's right. Antonini. Yeah, Antonini. That's yeah. right. Antoniani. Yeah, the, uh, Antoniani. Uh, the uh, and because uh, my, my my previous go to line is uh, is the uh, last detail when he says uh, 
uh, uh, when he goes into the bar and they're trying to get uh, uh, drinks for Randy Quaid. And they'll, oh, they'll serve Quaid. Randy Quaid, but they won't, he won't serve um, his uh, uh, Af- yeah. African-American friend. Yes. And, uh, and so uh, Nicholson starts getting up the bar on his face. And uh, he goes, you, you guys don't – and uh, the bartender says, you guys don't get out of here. I'm going to call the Shore Patrol. And Nicholson goes, I am the Shore, Shore Patrol, Patrol, motherfucker. I am the motherfucking Shore Patrol. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to my friend. Uh, Rich Sullivan, who knows that line very well. Uh, okay, so we are at the uh, the near death of Arthur Friend. What is next? Right. So so he is aged. Yes, but only Arthur, not Arthur uh, uh, Friend. Not friend. Arthur Friend. Not Arthur Friend. Yeah, Arthur Friend. Right. Friend. Yeah. Uh, and and he he is near age. And at which point Zed needs to figure out what the fuck's going on. Oh, but on. wait a minute. I have a question to ask yeah. you. This is not ADD, by the way. No. Isn't in Pulp Fiction called Zed? Yes, Zed. Zed's dead, baby. Yeah, is that the same? Did he pull the reference? Um, It may may mean the same thing because Zed, he's saying because he's a zero, right? He's a a naught, right? And uh, and I think that uh, Zed in Pulp Fiction is meant to be uh, he's he's also a zero in a different way. He's like a loser. Okay, I didn't know if like because he's always referencing. Things if there was some sort of like yeah we've actually sure. come up with several things like like specifically ter- like in the movies we've yeah enjoyed. but by the way the cult that, scene the that movie. I said that could have been in that, I think you're right about that for which sure. one which one in, um, they in, do like, a shot in Hollywood of, there's a shot of the Manson oh uh, yeah 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 cult yeah yes that you're is right. very very reminiscent of a, a shot of the cult. Uh, uh, in this film, in this film, yeah, where all, it's a bunch of them grouped up together for yeah. so almost face on shot. We also talked about uh, uh, in what was it in coffee? Uh, what's the character? Uh, 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 what, what's the movie he did? A black Expo- uh, that the Tarantino did? Oh, black- Jackie, Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. And so it was Jackie. The dire- uh, it was Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown and with Jackie Brown with with Jack, right? Uh, who with was the director uh, uh, Jack something, right? I can't remember his name. Right yes, that, yeah. So that, it's that ja- so he combined the director's name and Foxy Brown right. and made Jackie Brown out of it, and that was. And then when we were doing uh, yeah. taking a Pelham one two three, we pointed out that Mr. Green, Mr. White, blah blah blah. Right, Mr. Green, Mr. White, etc. It's from Pelham one two three that yeah. he put into uh, uh, the. Yeah, so we'll slowly discover all of. Yeah, the, I think we're. We're gonna, we're gonna pretty much yes. dissect gonna, all of the him. secrets gonna, of Tarantino. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> all of his references. We lost a couple days ago, uh, Peter Fonda. Yeah, I know. know yeah. And you and I both worked on a Peter Fonda film. Yeah, he did. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like that. And what was interesting, I, I was thinking about it because I, I, I never had any direct interaction with Peter Fonda, but uh, 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 Kevin Mack, who was a VFX supervisor on that film. Uh, spent a lot of time on on set with that, and apparently, as you can imagine, you, you know Kevin Mack, right? Yeah, I know Kevin. Yeah, and he, you can imagine, he's like on set on that movie. He's going to spend all of his time with Peter Fonda, right? <laughs> yeah, right. As much as possible, right. and then they just they were sharing stories and stuff, and the two of them could like could or like perfectly would get along really great, talking about Easy Rider and all that stuff. But he actually convinced. Peter Fonda to do a pep talk for the visual effects crew. Oh wow, look at that! So he like did this impromptu, like he just took cameras, like you got to tell him, like get these guys excited. And it's and Peter Fonda was like, 
all right, guys, I'm so excited what you guys are doing with this movie and the blah, 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 and, like, get, you know, get the computers going and whatever, like, magic you guys are right. doing. I can't Farm those pixels. Yeah, That's right. I mean, he was just basically doing his own little thing. Yeah, right. And, right. and we were watching, and I was like, oh, my God, it's really funny. And I pretty much, I, I suspect that Kevin and, 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 and Peter were smoking a lot of fucking dope in Melbourne. Like, a lot. No. Yes? yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Did yes. he leave visual effects, Kevin? <laughs> he left. He's making blorts. Yeah. So he decided. He, he said. VR I, he said, "I will live out of a van before I do any another movie." He's the same way as me. Yeah. I actually went to a VR convention like four years ago, and VR LA. You should talk to him. And I saw him, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And we ended up sitting on a. a a bench in the eating area, hung out for lunch oh, and just talked. Oh, thing. Yeah, it was over by a playa area, and it was just like we ended up hanging out talking about movie stuff. And I was like, this is actually – because I worked on Ghost Rider, but I was you know, standing in front of the screen talking about – and some douche in the back, not him, but somebody else. Like, move fast. And I was like, you know, I want to talk about the shot. You know, just kind of get to know your supervisor and just kind of – it's not all just about staring at you know screen, getting your eyes blurred. But um, he was really great. He was wonderful. He is a wonderful person. Uh, I, really I spent a lot of time hanging out with Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just – I just didn't have that relationship with him. But then he saw me. He's like, oh, my God. And then he – I think because he knows you, yeah. he was like – and I was like, I'm friends with Chris. And he's like, oh. And he's like, you worked on our show. And then we just ended up sitting around talking. And he was just like – we talked about movies and music. His mother. His mother, yeah. She hadn't passed by then, but – yeah. You know, yeah, his mother was Tinkerbell. Yeah, that's right. You told me this. Yeah, yeah and uh, Jenny, yeah. Jenny Mac, Jenny, Jenny Mac, Jenny Mac, and Snow Mac. Uh, his wife is a wonderful person as well. Amazing artist. She's a really great artist. She's a, a, a and uh, you know she did visual effects as well, but she's a traditional artist and does incredible work. What's her Honestly, name? I want to look her stuff up. Snow Mac. Snow Mac. Snow. 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 Yep. Snow Mac. Uh, and so she's really great. Um, and honestly, when I look at those two people and I see them together, I'm like, I think the universe is amazing that it brought you two together because I don't <laughs> think – This happened yeah, the way no, it was supposed to happen. No, no other two people could be together like you two. That's like, amazing. You know, like, it is an ama- like they're both – the most creative, crazy people, and they are perfect harmony for each other. Here, I'm going to look up uh, Snowmax stuff right here. Yeah. I think they met at CalArts. They did. Yeah. They did. I actually, I, I did a podcast with them, CG Garage, available anywhere you get your podcast, uh, with Snow and, and Kevin. Uh, uh, colon slash slash. And, they, and they talk about that, how they met, and, and they were in a band together in college, and like that's you know I played bass in what iteration of that band really yeah there you go there you go little jam session going at DD for a while the fringe <laughs> nice tonight at Lemoore's the fringe where'd you grow up Los Angeles LA, LA. Yeah. oh so first of all okay alright alright right. I gotta tell this story I'm gonna tell this story I know it's your story but I'm gonna tell it for you alright because these guys <laughs> because you told it to me and you said it on my that's previous that's podcast but I gotta tell these guys because they're gonna be surprised when he was a kid uh-huh. in the summer, uh-huh. uh, his, uh, you know, my, I take my kids to summer camp or day camp, whatever, you know, it's going on to, try to keep them occupied while I work. His parents would just drop him off in a movie theater at the age <laughs> oh, of yeah, eight, man. whatever, right? right like, here you go. 
drop you off at a movie theater. We'll you know watch some movies. We'll see you later. Right. He watched 2001 yes. by himself yes. in the theater Ooh. at the age of eight. Nice. Was it eight? And then when you walked yeah. out, you were 35. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that that story's. Uh, you know, 77 Star Wars comes out. Mm-hmm. I become a big sci-fi fan. Sure. My dad's like, oh, so you're a sci-fi fan now, huh? It's time. 1978 rolls around, 10th anniversary mm-hmm. of 2001. They re-released it into the theaters. Yeah, My dad decides he's going to, like, stuff. yeah, just drop me off at the theater to go see 2001. Yeah. By yourself. By you myself. With a and there was, there was, beard. I think there was, like, one other dude in the theater. Like, empty theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I watched 2001 by myself. It changed my life. Oh, yeah, without yeah. doubt. I, yeah. Whew, I, I that's spent the next five years listening to nothing but classical music. Yep. Yep. And trying on repeat. And yeah. trying yeah. to fit, yeah, yeah all those Sprock Zaratoystra, Blue Danube. And trying to figure out what the hell happened to Hal. Oh, yeah. Poor yeah. Hal. Pa- Hal's the one I feel for in that movie. <laughs> yeah. poor, poor sad Hal. Yeah, it's like when 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 Hal dies at the end of the movie, that is when I legit I mean, feel bad. you know, I really didn't care about Frank Poole. No. No. They're no, they're non, those are not awake. Yeah, humans. I mean, yeah, and then there's, I mean, Frank and Dave are just kind of blank slates. Yeah, anyway. oh, they they just, Dave does not become a person until he's a space baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're just they're just Everybody, blank. Everybody they're just so from Haywood Floyd, all of them, like it's all this like this relentless like boring positive blandness where it's just like. Oh yes, what's going on at Clavius Base? That's nice to see you with you. And you're just like, holy fuck, guys! Like somebody say something interesting. Like everybody's <laughs> bored out of their minds, and everything's beautiful. You want, you want it new? And only Hal's like worried about stuff or cares about people. <laughs> you know what? I know how I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a shitty son or a thoughtless. And my mother posted some pic, uh, pictures of these beautiful daisies in her garden. And you said, <laughs> and I, I sent her. I sent a, I sent a YouTube as a as a comment section. I sent a comment of like Hal. Singing Daisy, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and now, did you hear? I don't know if you heard our podcast on 2001, which is the first official Martini Giant podcast yeah. we did. We My, did 2001. And 2010. And yeah, simultaneously. Yes. And uh, uh, my my theory on 2001. Have you heard this? Mm. Okay, I'm just going to do it real quick. 2001 is a giant sex scene. I think the entire movie is essentially a sex scene. And uh, the hope, this will encourage people to go back uh, to listen to this one again. Episode one. Episode one. Um, <laughs> that uh, it starts with sort of the, uh, the, ba- the, the base of the brain, the, the monkey impetus to do something. Uh, then it goes to um, the Blue Danube where there is a uh, phallic ship at an angle that is trying to dock with a spinning... Um, uh, what's the opposite of phallic? What would that be? Cunic. Cunic. Yes. Uh, in a giant romantic dance, you know, like the Blue Danube is a romantic, uh, is a romantic waltz, and uh, also and, a river that flows. Yes, but the the point of the song <laughs> is to be a very romantic thing. Yes. And the uh, and then a uh, in a uh, red chamber, an egg shaped object is lowered, uh, and then a uh, a sperm-like ship starts heading towards another egg-shaped object, right? And when we arrive at that object, we pass through another cunic shape, and Dave Bowman, who is the one who is traveling, makes his O-face in still frame <laughs> about six times, and then the movie ends up with a baby. <laughs> 
I think that is the visual symbolism of 2001. That in, uh, in, in a nutshell. I think I explained it better this time than I did that time. Don't get me started on the opening for Raiders of the Lost Ark then. Oh, man. Woo. I do the first one? Started. Yeah. First one. <laughs> the, the, the sculpture. So, so, the, the, so, the, the thing oh, he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You great. were wondering how these podcasts go for three hours. Yeah, here now, you yeah now I know. <laughs> I totally know. When we're, when we're into <laughs> the, I'm, deep, I'm deep into it now. When we're into the pose of the fertility goddess and the, that he is stealing the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because she's having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. graphic. It's yeah. actually quite graphic. Yes, yeah. terribly graphic. Yeah. And it's, it's, once you realize that, it's pretty startling. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Not good. only that, but the movie opens up with the Paramount logo, mm-hmm. yeah. Gulf Western, yeah. which was a mountain, yeah. fades into a mountain mm-hmm. in South America, representing the imperialist capitalist. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're, you're speaking my language, baby. Uh, superiority. Of America uh-huh. over South America. Uh, yes, I mean, in, in a very. Of the United yeah, States, right. capitalist United States over South America. Yeah. And then true. fades into Indiana Jones's hat uh-huh. in the shape of the mountain, uh-huh. him being the representation. Yes, of, the, of, uh, of, of, of United America. States United strength, States yep. strength yep. capitalism right. over South America. John, John and Wayne. He's got and, a whip. Right. To right. whip the locals into shape. Into shape, right. And he's going um, to steal... And he's going to steal their treasure. And desecrate their beliefs. Their fertility <laughs> Yes, their title, fertility, yes. Literally. Yeah. Which he yeah. does. Yeah, that's absolutely but correct. But then, when he comes out of the cave uh-huh. and he has the fertility title, who's there? Belloc. Belloc. Yeah. Representing European... Yeah. Yeah. Imperial, yeah. The old guard. The old guard. There and he says, what is he, what is he, emasculating him, what does he say? He says, once again, Mr. Jones, you discover that there's, there's nothing, nothing you cannot have that I, I cannot, cannot possess. Away. I yeah. cannot take away. That's right. Nothing you can possess that I, I cannot, cannot take, take away. away. Yeah. Representing the uh, imperialist nature of Europe. Yep. Com- it all goes back there. Um, you young dominating upstarts don't know how to run the world. American yeah, that's right. upstart that's right. capitalism. That's right. right. Uh, we'll, we'll show you how to enslave yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we've been doing it for much longer yeah. than you have. And it's culminating in Nazism, which yeah. is what you're going to end up fighting. Yes. Interestingly enough. But that's another podcast. Yeah, but this is, no, I, I, will, I will, just as the, uh, the, the, uh, the curly cue on the end of that beautiful statement, that is excellent because the, in the, the, the overall arc of that movie because uh, people complain like Indiana Jones doesn't do anything in that movie that's <laughs> effective, right? Like he doesn't, whether he's there or not. What the movie is about is him learning to believe in things that are good. Like that is pretty much it. Like, oh, wait, like the history of objects is representative of actual emotion and thought. Like that's what happens. Like he doesn't value the things that he steals. And then he does. In the end when he's saying, yeah. close your eyes, Mary. Like. <laughs> That's a big deal for him. Thank you. Yeah. Like he recognizes that this, this stuff actually has power and, and, uh, and place. Uh, and I think that fits in uh, very strongly with what you're saying. That's excellent. That's great. All right. Come back for Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. We can do a good Raider. I hate snakes. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I love reptiles. I hate snakes, Shock. I hate them. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to – where were we? Zardoz. Zardoz. We were still lost Zardoz. on friends, friends thing. Yes. Okay. I do have a question because I got confused and lost about this. Yeah. When we learn about friend being a renegade, mm-hmm. right, and he's like half an old person and then Zed goes to see him mm-hmm. through that process, we're then introduced to a really old renegade in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? Who is that? Yeah. Okay. So – 
You don't know who that is right. when you're introduced to it. But you find out. He's the later guy that on created when everything. He dies. Yeah, he's the scientist that created it all. That created the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So he is the original. He's the original eternal. He's the guy who solved mortality. Right. right. He's the guy who created the vortex. He's the guy right. who created and the tabernacle. And when he comes in, he says, you're death or something. What is he? You're right. right. And so, so when this guy actually dies, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the last part of the film. Right. right. Yeah. We're no, jumping I didn't ahead catch of that either. I, didn't, yeah. I was uh, – I, I, was, I, was I was like, like who – you're right. Now I remember it's like oh, – Like it sort right. of slips by. It's there, but it sort of slips by. I mean by. it slips by in that scene. Yeah. But then it comes back later as a right. coda at the end. Right. right. That's right. right. So yes, yeah, so we have uh, – so we, we now know everybody. We see that the – But the, somehow we know that that guy in the bed, mm-hmm. the old guy, has – the origin story of some kind or something, right? right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then um, I, I don't recall exactly how it happens, but there's a big flashback sequence. Right. And I think it's when Sean Connery is in bed with May. Yeah. Well, because like there's the bit when, okay, so the two big sort of downloads we get are when they're just sort of scanning his mind and they see his life as an executioner. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, and then there's the, uh, the, uh, you must tell me everything. Yeah, you must tell me everything. Uh, sequence. Uh, and and, a, and a, I just love the line when it's just like, it'll burn you. And he's like, let it burn. And then immediately he what, regrets what this. Was that, <laughs> like, what was that burn. rule that you couldn't see up to the certain point what, when he was killing him? Because they still have oh, that yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Was he that? was blocking them. Yeah. But they said, the machine said he reserves the right to block that because of his rights or something. It said something oh, right. silly yeah, the like that. Did. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because like, again, that was Sean Connery was in complete control. He's executing control. Zed was in control. Right. right. He, Zed, the whole movie is about they don't realize how in control Zed is. And he's got his shit together. They don't. And they he's got a plan. Which, I mean, which basically, I mean, it'll come up later. Zed is incredibly educated. Yeah. Yes. It slowly revealed that he is is very very educated, and he is educated. Self-educated. And Self-educated. he's he's a bifurcated evolution from where the Eternals right. were. Right. right. So the Eternals believe that they are the next evolution. When actually they're a dead line. Well, they're, they're a dead end. Yeah, they're a dead end. And Arthur Frayne. They're, they're the British monarchy. They're the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Arthur Frayne, yeah. who was kind of given free reign to like do whatever the heck he wanted right. to with the Brutals yeah, let's go out in the Outlands. And they were like, yeah, go, go ahead. Fuck around. Yes. Experiment. We don't really care. Right. Because we're uh, in our little bubble. He basically engaged in a eugenics experiment. Right. right, right. And this eugenics experiment resulted in a super mutant named yeah. Zed right. who was incredibly fit mm-hmm. and autodidactic. Right. And he guided. Oh. Guided by – Well, he was guided by Arthur Friend. Yeah. yeah like, we yeah, find out we, in, right. as we go along. Um, but but, the, but the, what's – yeah, the thing is – well, we should just get into that whole part of it because might as well. What we find out is that Zed uh, was uh, stumbled into a library. Right. Not, probably not by accident. Not well, by no, accident Well, no, he shot all. the not guy by... in the, – the Riddler type guy in the window because right. they was exterminating people. And he saw, saw somebody in the window yeah. mock him. 
He shot through the glass and he's lit up in there. Yes, but he says in the voiceover that it was something that gave him humanity, I guess, or empathy, that moment. And so then he runs upstairs in a cool old space and went up the stairs. Then he, the guy is at the end of the hallway and he doesn't shoot him, but he holds a book out Mm -hmm. and he pulls his hand away and the book floats. Yeah, it's a great yes. gag. That's a good little gag. And then he goes. I, and, and, and I almost like looking for the wires at that point. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, it's beautiful. Right. It's nicely done, though. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's basically it's, like, it's on here's a, a book. Or something. Here's a book. Yeah. And then he puts his hand away, and yeah. the book is still kind of floating right. in the air. And the book is an ABC book. It's, it's yeah. and basically teaching him how to read. Right. We and start so, with ABC. So this, uh, this, this person, uh, who uh, turns out to be. Arthur Frayne. Arthur Frayne. Uh, starts educating him or Edu- gives him the ability to educate himself. Gives him the clues. Like yeah, He's already autodidactic. But yeah, isn't exactly. that like right. Blade Runner in a way where it's like your creator comes back? Uh, like Yeah, Arthur Frayne is the sort of um, – uh, uh, Rook. What's his name? Yeah. You know, like the yeah. guy in the pyramid. Uh, yeah. Tyrell. Tyrell. Mr. Tyrell. And yeah. that's basically that type of – not dissimilar. You're, yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? It's just like because, I, mean, I created But he's you. giving him the breadcrumbs, right? right. He's, le- he's leading him along and then, uh, and then of course, Connery Give comes across a, a, Give a special book. Give me a positive. Book. He comes across, right? a, he comes a, across a book that, that we, we learn is like, oh my god, the book that, that, that blew my mind. Right. And this goes on for a while. I'm 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 not gonna uh, suspend this. The and thing. you know what the book but was? You, but you think it's the Bible? It isn't. It's Martha Stewart's Living First Edition. It scared the shit and out of me. And it's fantastic. The recipes, yeah. Yeah, so everything. Good. And right. he's just like, Once that got wait a minute, I can entertain it. That etouffee. Have just a light salad and then go with world. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And this green he, bread. It, oh, oh, yeah. So good. Unreal. Unbelievable. They, I mean, that Martha Stewart's Living was basically Zed's 2001. That's what it was. Thank you. And that's kind of what we're peeling back here yeah. like an onion yeah, see? yeah exactly. peeling it like an onion <laughs> it was right. not martha stewart's book. it wasn't no it was not it was the wizard of oz yes the wizard of oz, oz. <laughs> zard Daz. so basically if you uh if you uh take the first few letters out of wizard yep and left lib, omit the of <laughs> it's a little czar yeah Zard Oz. And then you take the off out, and then Oz is yeah. Zard Oz. And yeah. Arthur Frayne is, is the is Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Of Oz. Is the Wizard of Oz. And so he was and, the, and the, the giant head. Also with the giant head. And also with the giant head. He's a giant head. Running everything. Running around. So right. basically, you know, you know, him being the witch at the beginning right. and et cetera, that's what the whole thing is. Right. He's the Wizard of Oz. Right. And then when he read the book and he saw Zard Oz and he's right. like, Oh my god. And that's when Connor's like, it's all bullshit. Oh it's my god. It's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, right. Wizard of Oz. Yes. Etc. Right. Because Wizard and, of Oz is- And you don't really see him make the plans mm-hmm. with his brethren. Right. right. But after that moment, it becomes very clear that yeah. He's that got they, an agenda now. They have he's an agenda. Yeah, yeah exactly. they got an agenda. So, so while yeah, he 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 the the yeah, God has been Demasked. Yes, exactly. And right. Conrad, Conrad which, which is interesting because I think that was his plan the whole time. That yeah, was, yeah, it was Arthur yeah, Frayne's totally. plan. Absolutely. This, right. this is where it's coming from. Right. right. Arthur Frayne is looking at uh, the world of the Eternals as a, a dead, dead end. end. Right. right. And he wants, he needs, he's like, we need to uh, get someone from uh, a special uh, creature from the outside world in there 
to disrupt everything. And bring the gift of death. Yeah, and bring the gift of death. So people can wake up and enjoy their lives again. You know? Right. And because like this, like I was saying earlier, like the, you know, nobody is making, uh, none of the Eternals are making any active choices. You know, it's like, sure. it, and uh, I misspoke earlier. And what, what I mean to say is like, pe- like, people don't say choose to be gay or straight. They are who they are. But they definitely choose, these, these people don't choose to engage anything about themselves. Like the only are act intellectually as sort of like not it's a giant novelty act everything is sort of like you know sort of interesting yet boring that is their like they're, so they don't engage passion they don't activate themselves they don't do anything like this and that's why it's not just a sort of genetic dead end it's an it's a it's a spiritual dead end uh that has to be upset you know that people really have to get a hold of the nature within themselves whatever that nature is and that is what is – uh, that's what uh, the Connery is there. But by do. sending him in, isn't it sending in like an erection in a sense like there's sexuality of him yeah, because sure. he can rape into this kind of uh, – Oh, it's very very upsetting, right? It's very – like it's like it's, he's not necessarily – he's not a good or a bad force. He is just like nature itself reasserting itself as a vital force. That's right. You know? And uh, like it's uh, – like, like he's not uh, – like it's not like Sean Connery is a – Heroic, although he is person. the cure for the apathetics. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because they, they're being—that's what I mean. It's like they're being activated again. Like it doesn't mean that they're doing which you right see or wrong, with the, the diagrams of the erections. Right. It's like you know what they—it's what they're completely unaware of that right. force of you know fucking in a sense. Like, yeah. And there's yeah. something because uh, I mean, and metaf- metaphorically as well as phys- physically, like mentally as well. As and they, they get a taste of his sweat and like yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah. Yes, but here's the deal. Maybe why the costume designer gave it too much sexuality or like machismo. It, they sure. went too far. Yeah. It didn't need to, he didn't Connery know. brings a lot to the table in his personality. Well, his hair. Yeah, it's a lot. Que guapo. Que guapo. That is some. And that's the Sean He's a hobbit. Like, it, I, I would say, like, if this movie were. He was out of shape a little bit. Yeah, he's a little He dumb. was like, I, do you remember that one scene where he was running across the yard and he hides behind the wall? Mm. And then when he looks, he quickly reaches down, just eats a little bit of a bagel. And oh, it's just like, it didn't know it's again. It's okay. Just like, you just see it in the mirror, the yeah. mirror pyramid. You see the it's bagels just like in the mirror. Eating, pyramid. like bear claws, everything. Just but stuffing like, his face with like pastries. The, if you're I'd like to order a pizza <laughs> with uh, shalami. Shalami. And uh, a yeah. <laughs> sausage. That's nice. Oh, uh, What's a shalami, but can you remove the white bitch from that the That would be shalami? so great for that running scene where they're chasing with the horses. He's holding like a pizza, just fresh from a delivery. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, think, I think if, they, like, if there's a sort of a fl- – not a flaw in the movie, but I think if the, the movie, because it casts Connery – There's a like, lot of flaws in the movie. Yeah, well, it's like there's a uh, – like because he is, so, he is so sort of uh, – as a personality, like he is a sort of – very macho, forcefully heterosexual person. And I think that the movie would actually benefit from, if they were remaking it today, like uh, get something, someone like Channing Tatum in the role who is like, has a bisexual, but He's still very sexual quality. Perfect, yeah. actually. Like where you would just like, anybody can look at Channing Tatum and just go, holy smokes, that dude is hot. Take he it. would be perfect for yeah. that, actually. Yeah. And they, cause that, because that's, I think that's ultimately what the movie is getting at. It's just like, it's like, there's a, there is a director that uh, that we have all worked with, I believe, who has a shock of 
blue hair painted right here sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I think we know. Uh, you know, you know. We'll talk about it after. I want. Okay. Uh, he said I was in a. It was in a meeting. He said something that was that you probably couldn't say today, but I really appreciated the intent of what he was saying. He was trying to uh, sort of like slam a bunch of ideas around, get ideas from anybody. How can we solve this commercial? How can we do this? And he's talking freely, talking freely. And this uh, and this one dude started pressing. A producer was pressing him on like, we can't do that because cost, the cost, the cost. We can't do this because now the 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 clients won't like it. And it just kept deflating the room. And this director just turns to him and just looks, I'm just trying to get a heart on here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yes, I think that this move, that's the statement of Zardoz. It's not, not particular to male or female, but it's about getting. Lady butters. Yeah, it's about getting fucking excited about yourself and about life and about people around you. Right. And that is what this is really. That's what Connery, like Connery's character, brings. Connery himself brings like a lot of he- uh, chest hair. <laughs> so I think that spins the movie in a slightly unfortunate way for me. But I, but I think that it's the uh, it's the uh, it's the excitement and uh, and uh, and um, sort of living electricity that these that the people of the of the Eternals are lacking, and that's why uh, he activates. Uh, say the uh, what the inert people called well, they're the the uh, uh, apathetics. Yeah, apathetics apathetics like they're activated by him in a totally literal way and they're activated to uh, make oh, out to murder each other to do all sorts of again shit. again terrible acting but interesting concept interesting right? and like and this and this is when when things start to go wrong for the Eternals it's not like they're all made into good people like they're fucking. May it's mayhem. They become <laughs> they become the brutals. They become the brutals. I mean, exactly. they're riding around on horses. They Chasing got torches. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're oh, it's fucking great, man. You know, Consuela's like going after him. Like, yeah. and, she, and, and tra- she is absolutely reverted to this. Like, she is brutal feral. state. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah they've become feral. feral. Yeah. And, and we, okay, so there there is a scene we should. I mean, there's a lot of. It kind of gets it's it's a little confusing towards the end, mm-hmm. but it go it definitely goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love that scene where basically May and and Zed are mind melding turned to sex. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah. the fabric, through that yeah. fabric, yeah. It's love that really scene. strange. And yeah. they're like, and they're like, oh, they're really they're they're they are making. They're having more than sex. They're they're connecting and, yes. in a, in a real very way. And, real well, way. Not just that, but he gives her a mission. He says, "Get your followers, mm-hmm. right? Get your followers, and I will impregnate them." Yeah, no, it's right. crazy, right? And like he's like, and it creates this weird divide, which shows up at the end of the movie. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very because he basically ends up impregnating Charlotte. Well, no, before Charlotte. Uh-huh. He impregnates May uh-huh. and all of her followers, quote right. unquote, right. who go off in one direction at right. the end of the movie. And they, right. who engage the world, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're like, oh, we're going to head east and yeah. like, like they're, they're, take, yeah. they're head, become, head out on horseback yeah. with, our, with our impregnated he, bellies. Right. They're, they're engaging life. Like, he, they're, they're fucking he is, doing it. He is, he is the peaceful Genghis Khan. The, the yes. vortex has been <laughs> brought down. Now, like, the yeah, the, like, the wall has crashed. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, like, not only the vortex is brought down, but more specifically the um, – The tabernacle. The tabernacle. Yeah, no, and, that's, and that is the real goal is destroy the tabernacle. 
tabernacle. Right. The tabernacle is the thing that's fucking us all. And the like, internet. Facebook. Yeah, it's all it's, about Facebook. It's basically about Facebook. <laughs> like, I think this, I think this yeah. movie is essentially about Tumblr, Facebook, and, and Social media has got to be brought to its knees <laughs> yeah. and eradicated. I was really, I was really excited watching the this. The blogosphere like, has to go away. Yes. Podcasts need to die. That everything needs to be destroyed. Hey, hold on. Let's, let's, well, let, we're let, the last. let that last part. No, no. We, we need Sean Connery to come and impregnate this podcast and we'll go off and have new podcasts. It's going to yep. be great. But yeah, like this is the, the, the sort of exciting thing about this. Okay. So first let's talk about he's, he destroys the tabernacle and, or, and, and he does this by going inside the tabernacle. And, and absorbing all of its knowledge. And absorbing all of its knowledge. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is the weirdest part of the movie where we are in like literal crazy mirror land yep. and uh, where he is shooting at reflections of himself and the mirrors are bleeding and then the mirror selves have the Zardoz Very hats trippy. on. It's utterly wacko. Right. Right. Um, but the, the – It is the cheapest Kubrick thing. Thing yes. you could do. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is it's very inexpensive looking, but very dynamic at yeah. the same time. I mean, I, I I didn't know that Eric about about Kubrick being part of this. Well, it just said in this thing I was reading, like he gave technical assistance. Yeah, no, right. yeah, I can I see. Could see I, can I could see. I could see. Like, like he's like, oh, I'm gonna. We help need you. to breathe a little life into this. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. I got some projectors in a truck, and he just comes out with a. Oh, dude! Yeah, you know, riding around like yeah, I'm fucking England with these things. I could be oh, wrong, but it said his technical assistance. No, no, you don't like if you get technical assistance from Kubrick. That's not like a couple of questions he's answering. Like that's like he's shown it up. It could with have a bunch been like <laughs> just a lot of insert because there was some really sophisticated, cool shit. Right, like, right, right. The projection on his hand. Oh, it's was cool. Yeah, and, and then on the that, head. Like, the, what I, uh, what I really ring, appreciate. Yeah, exactly. It was a. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, what's it called? Super Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Blam, right. Blam. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that was a ring pop. The, oh, it man. It totally looks like a ring pop. Like, I actually was like, can you lick it? Uh, is it salty? Like, yeah. is it salty, salty, <laughs> salty ring? So. Strawberry. Um, uh, from him. If it's if Sean Connery has been wearing it, it's salty, I promise. It's a salty ring. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, even the exposure on the on the way that that was – like, the it didn't look washed out. The projections looked clean and, and high contrast. Yeah, was nice. I was so actually was nice like – And the thing yeah, is – it was really – Actually, yeah. sophisticated. It was yeah, good. Really work. sophisticated work. The yeah, thing that's great. really interesting to me because I, I watched. So I, I had to rent it, right? Mm. You know, from from streaming, and there was no HD rental, right? So I had to watch it in SD. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Right. Which is fine. It's a it's a pretty good SD print for SD. I mean, it's a widescreen. Well, it's you know, wide your, your, your TVs can, can your, your TVs can interpolate. Yeah. Pretty good job, but it's but it's but, a, it's a one screen. But I was yeah, yeah 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 yeah. But I was looking at him. I was like, this is this is an SD projection, mm-hmm. and it's like this looks like the specifically. I think there was something about the projection systems mm-hmm. uh, that were going on all over the place, yeah. uh, and high contrast. Yeah, they were using like, film. Yeah, yeah. Proje- they were projecting 35 millimeter yeah. film. That's really, what they were doing. Really, really good. good. <laughs> it looked really good. It looked really good. It looked really yeah. good. Yeah, this movie really does. There look is, good. there is a, really nice. Looking. There is a, a lot of flaws to this movie. A sure. lot, but the story is is widely and under, here's the thing. underappreciated. So did, did it have to be? Could you have done that with like a Super 16 to get that clarity? Or did it have to be 35? I think that's got to be 35. That'd oh, it's got to be 35. Because there's no grain in that. You know what I mean? Like, if you like, were going to do something like that again, would you have to shoot something like 35 to get that? You'd need of... to project it in 8K today. Yeah. 8K today. Yeah. 
against the yeah, the, hand, like, the hand yeah, high contrast like, 8K. Yeah, because that would, that would be really Super 16 would be really grainy even on that, even even with that. Like because you're like because I mean the rest of the it's the the film itself that it's our 16 is, is really clean. 32K. 32K. Let's We're do 32K. Flo- floating points every pixel. HDR. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Infinike. Right. Infinike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the so to sum it up, he destroys the tar- tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, everyone is sort of set free to do whatever. And they're all pregnant. And everybody's pregnant. And yes. uh, and and one of the craziest scenes—they're pregnant and on horses, or or dying, and the brutal and, 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 and the executioners arrive. No, in the, before the executioners arrive, mm-hmm. all the pregnant ladies get to leave. Yeah, all the pregnant ladies leave, and they ride off, and to they're the going to create a, a whole new community. And then there's that guy calling out his name, Zed, 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 Zed because he's, he's one of the uh, yeah, he's one of the other executioners. Yeah, that's who's right, like that in was on the plan yeah, for him, and, right. but he was like Zed, Zed, he kept calling. That he's was looking like, for yeah. leadership. Oh, I know, it was creepy. It was just—it's mean because like as it shows that even amongst them, there's like there's this desperate Something need to follow. For, yeah, exactly. yeah. But Something Zed was follow. like, no, nah, I'm not really part of them anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like out. I've, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not an ex. I was, yeah, yeah, I'm not the person I was. I'm right. not. He can't I'm not even the- kill the woman who's asking him to kill her. Yeah. Like I mean, she's like, okay, do it. I want you to kill me because everyone wants to. Everyone's finally now, set now, free to now, die. Now they're set free to die. Right. right. And he can't do it. He's like, I'm not that same guy anymore. I can't do that. And so, then, so and basically, the executioners come in, which are the same. Everybody who stayed. And and they're like, please kill me, please yeah. kill me. It's a crazy scene. It's a crazy scene yeah. of all these people begging to be murdered. Begging I mean, to it, be murdered. it's kind of I'm on the so level excited. of Jim like Jones. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Yeah. like Jim Jones. Yeah. It was like was, Jim yeah, Jones yeah, yeah, before exactly. Jim Jones. I was yeah. actually thinking about that same thing. It's like this is weird because it's they're all culty. Yeah, yeah. it's super it's culty. Like, super please kill me. Yeah, like it's it's such a it's such like it's a slightly funny, really upsetting, crazy scene. Have you guys heard that audio? Anymore. From Jim Jones? The yes, I, yeah, I have. Yeah, the audio no. is fucking unbelievably disturbing. Though it's some of the worst audio I've ever heard in my life. There's, there's a great thing on NPR. They played all that stuff. Oh yeah, somebody there. They were recording just audio. Yeah, when they all went to the tent yeah. and said. You know, the senator came and we got him at the airport, right. so we're going to have to start drinking. Uh, anybody opposed to this? And then people would stand in line and say, look, can I just leave with my kids? Uh, no, you can't. Next. Yep. So da, da, da. Yeah. And, and it's just basically – and then the voices dim down. Oh, it's just, like three yeah, hours. Right. And it, yeah, and but it's mic. so – to hear just, people plead. Yeah, make it's it easy. Sca- make and sure it's just audio. Yeah. But it's still so arresting. And, and you can hear like the, the – jungle sounds all around through the wind and all this stuff it is horrifying it's totally horrifying and yeah this does and if you good. run away you hear the shots yeah yeah it's night- nightmarish uh yeah there's a great uh podcast on uh, npr about jonestown and i really recommend it but this does have jonestown. how many people died at jonestown 800 S- yes seven something 800 yeah, yeah. is bananas absolutely crazy and so, so and this does like as John sounds still troubling to me to this day. And this sequence does have that weird overtone in a really, to me, wonderfully offensive way. Just begging for death. Yeah, it is a it is a truly upsetting. Like it's not just upsetting because it's uh, a bunch of people begging for death. Because if they had played it seriously, it would have just been grim. But instead, it's played as a slight comedy. Like there are some jokey gags in there and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? This is not funny, but it's funny and like, and it's intentional. And uh, so the world has just gone insane in a completely amazing way by the end of that movie. Like it's no longer a buttoned down sort of like 
uh, everyone's got to agree world. Like it is a well, and that there's some lines with friend and mm-hmm. art, like friend and art, and Arthur Frayn finally reunite yeah, yeah, during yeah, yeah, this yeah. scene. And because and wait, what does he what does he say? Like, it's, it's all a joke. Kill, shall we kill each other? You know, to respect irony. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, friends like it's all a joke anyway. It's all a joke as he dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's was incredible. this movie critically received? Uh, was it? It was mixed. Yeah, I think mixed. Yeah, didn't do very well. Well, I can understand that yeah. because there's really good parts and really bad parts, right? So, like the acting is not necessarily all there. Like right. as a, the story, and it's like I said, like if you it's, if you yeah. took this story and just did something a little bit. So yeah, like what's it, what's interesting about it though is is so so May uh-huh. and her pregnant cohorts uh-huh. all ride off to the east, right. and Sean Connery and Consuela. Uh-huh. Ride to the west. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. where they end up is in the ruins of the the crashed Zardoz. Head, yes, that's right. Which crashed near yeah in the, the end, vortex. Yes, right? right. It's like it's like it's very clear that it didn't travel very yeah, far. You, know, you see the you see the head sink. You down. see it sink down. Then, you yeah, see right. like when it crashes, there's like a, they, they do a cam- fake camera shake. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it can't have been Post that model, far, right? right. And they apparently, like, you know, raise a kid. Yeah. And this sequence, by the way, was one of my all-time favorites in film history. Really? Oh, my and God. It can't, this but is it, the thing that first but, hooked me on the But I guess the point is – my point is that it couldn't have been that far away from the vortex. Yeah. No. And yet Zed's buddies mm-hmm. couldn't find him. No one goes in the head. No one goes uh, – yeah, I yeah. guess nobody went don't to the head. The, don't, don't go in the head. Like, not those guys. They're all fanatics. Yeah, I guess They're so. They're not going to get in the head. No maybe, maybe that. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. they they wouldn't go in the head yeah. and like. But that's he Zardoz. was right there. You just fucking getting. That was a beautiful head. scene at the end, though. Oh, I I love that sequence. That is the first because the first time I, was, I watched it, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then the ending hits, and then I was like, "Okay, I really love that part." And then that made me watch it again, and then I slowly came to love the rest of the movie. And actually, in this, the, when I watched it before this podcast, Sorry. the who did I hit? The yeah. first thing I thought of that I'd never thought of before is. Well, what happens with May and all of her pregnant right. cohorts? Right. Yeah. Like we kind of see what happens with Sean Connery and Consuela, yeah. with Zed and Consuela. They go off into a future that you're not part of. Yeah. 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 Like that's, a, that's a Truman Show ending for those guys. You yeah. Know, you can see what happens to Truman. Sorry. That's not that's not your game. That's the way it goes. Yeah. May, May and like ones, 20 pregnant chicks with yeah, Zed's like kids. They are, they are the new offshoot of real, of humanity. Like yeah. those are the ones that are going to take over the world. Yeah. You know, like uh, like Zed and uh, and uh, and Consuela. And Consuela. Like they are they, they are the ones like. Uh, OK, let's talk about that ending shot because I love it. it is like it just shows them inside the head. And they're posed in this very sort of um, royal painting kind of way, right? They're, uh, uh, Zed and Consuela are both wearing sort of like matching costumes. I don't know where they got those clothes from. Right. And, uh, and uh, there's uh, – they start sort of – the time starts to pass and their pose doesn't change. And then – they have a baby. They're doing a very strange sort of family portrait situation. Yeah, it's a family – exactly. It's a family portrait look. They have a baby. The baby grows up into a boy that stands there with them. They continue to be in the same pose and the uh, the film continues to age But it's not posed. On. I mean – well, it's not named as a still. They're basically just sitting there, although clearly not as a still. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a painting that you're watching of all. It's like they are actually there. Right. And it's clipping through time. Right. right. Uh, and uh, the boy grows up and into a man and one of my favorite gags is uh the boy like looks at the both of them and then starts to walk away and walk off into his life essentially and consuela like 
tries to hold him back for a second by the by the by the shoulder and then uh lets go of him and that the moment she lets go sean connery takes her hand and the boy leaves the frame and then they sit there and they slowly die and turn into skeletons and ash and then it zooms into the handprint and there's a gun yes the rust zed's rusted gun stuck into the rock it fucking rules dude that ending is a plus i was like that that is the that bolts everything good about the film down for me. Like that that is the anchor of the entire picture was that ending scene. And then after that rewatching it I was like Okay. And I mean, maybe he hooks up with like Bay's families. Who knows? But they are, they are Kids. the they are the they are they are not allowed Some to go into the Adam world. and Eve and Cain and Abel. Yeah, like they're, Moses they're, 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 entering it's a, it's the promised Moses, land. It's a Moses promised land, sorry, because right. he like Moses can't go, go into the promised land, right? Right. Uh, but his like all of his children become the promised land. They right. go forth into the promised land, and that's what happens for humanity in the right. Zardoz. And it's uh, and it's and it's such a like uh beautiful and chaotic and uh and uh vital ending and everybody's zed's kids which yeah. is the and he's the product of this eternals eugenics yeah it's like yeah it's project like, yeah everything about it is everything's upsetting and everything is beautiful in that movie that's what i really love about it because like there's like there's there's nothing that doesn't challenge you there's nothing that's not meant to be like it's all crazy it's upsetting it's weird and then in the end you feel like uh, I felt like I'm jolted with life. Like I have so many contradictions that are happening in my head from that movie. That's what the movie's for. Like that's the excitement that you should feel watching this movie. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's Zardoz, baby. Z- that is Zardoz. Zardoz. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, when you first watch this movie, I think we can safely predict that anybody's first watch of this is going to be clunky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it takes a couple of viewings yeah. to kind of get your head around it. Yeah, it's a it's it's a movie you got to get used to for do, sure. Do you know what he thinks about it today? Or I know he's not doing well today, uh, but Connery, I'm not sure how he felt about it when it came out. Or did he just dismiss well, it as a paycheck? Here's the thing, right? I can imagine. You know what I mean? Did he I can just... imagine if you're Sean Connery and you're and the only thing that's memorable that people know about Zardoz is you in a fucking red diaper with Bandoleras. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. not going to be uh, something you're going to like, right? Right. So, but the movie itself is actually apparently he became after doing this movie he became really good friends with the director and used to hang out with him all the time. Oh, I imagine that him and Borman would get along swimmingly. Right. So. I don't know. I, I I I have mixed feelings about how that is. I still want to see a Villeneuve version. Oh of my this, god, I think uh, it's perfect. Because like film. Villeneuve takes on the same sort of like you know sort of like uh, social and emotional difficulties. You know, right? Like he, he, all of his movies have really challenging, uh, difficult to think about ideas. You know who else would do it? Uh, the guy who did Moon. Oh yeah, David Bowie's David son. Bowie's son. David, David Bowie's son. Duncan, yeah. Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones with David Lynch. Oh, and David Lynch would do a nice job also. He would make David a Lynch would, David be a Lynch would make would it really weird. He would be a big fucking mess, I think. It'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be a be- yeah, no, I think it, it, it would, would be, be a, a total hot be, mess. Yeah, like I think it would be a better movie by itself, but it wouldn't be Zardoz. Right. <laughs> like Zardoz is is a special moment. Right. Zardoz is a special thing. And David Lynch doesn't do remakes anyway. Yeah, no, he doesn't uh ever since uh gosh. Yeah, no, he's ever. Ever. No, I mean like I was gonna say with Dune, like it's not a remake, but it's just like I think that 
that burned him so hard, it made him the best filmmaker on earth. <laughs> like he, he makes nothing but great choices after Dune, and I still think Dune's pretty. Dune great. is wonderful. Yeah, it's still pretty great. It's still a pretty great movie. Yeah, we have to get um, Blue yeah. Velvet. Oh, Blue Velvet's magnificent. And Elephant Man. Yeah. yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon. Paps Blue Ribbon. Have you seen um uh, the Straight Story? Yeah, how do I see that? That's a lawnmower. The lawnmower riding a G-rated David Lynch. Oh movie. yes, it's really that's quite right. Beautiful. The, it's a true story, though. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great one. That's a truly great one. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that the like Zardoz. I don't think I was ready to Did get I leave the door open by mistake. Oh, look at that. The uh, Zardoz. I don't think I was ready to get Zardoz until now. Like Zardoz, because of our sort of social situation today, seems really. On the nose. Yeah, it's like super apropos. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I was like, there are three or four times when I was like, oh my golly. Yeah, that's, we're dealing with these problems. I mean, so my first exposure to Zardoz Mm -hmm. was um, a trailer that I saw when I was a kid. Right. There was a theater down the street from where I grew up called the Sherman Theater Mm -hmm. in Sherman Oaks. And every summer, they would have a science fiction festival for, like, a month. Right. Double features. You know, the Day of the Earth is still, Planet yeah, of, of the Apes Marathon, et cetera, et cetera. And my dad would take me to selected uh, films. Right. But before they would show each film, they would show the trailers of the movies that were coming. Right. And so, like, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, watching The Day of the Earth Stood Still. But before The Day of the Earth Stood Still, they'd show the trailer for A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I was like nine. And as we discussed, I'd already seen 2001 A Space Uh Odyssey. Uh From the maker of 2001 A Space Odyssey like, comes right. a clockwork. I'm like, Dad, Dad, I want to see a clockwork orange. <laughs> see how this goes. And he's like, No, maybe, maybe no, no, no. <laughs> and then, like, after the trailer for a clockwork orange, he's like, Zardoz. I'm like, Dad, it's James Bond. <laughs> yes. I totally want to see this movie. Why are you it's not like, letting me see these things? Why won't you let me see these movies? <laughs> oh, and yeah. so, like, I had to wait until, I don't know, five or six years later. Right. When I could rent these things on VHS from Tower Video, right. and I finally saw Clockwork Orange, and I finally saw Zardoz, right. and I was like, wow, these are really fucked up, trippy movies. Uh, dude, yeah, yeah. No, we, right. we, we, just, uh, um, we just watched uh, Clockwork Orange uh, uh, as, as a family. <laughs> How old are your kids? Oh no! Like the, the top three kids are in there uh, are all over eighteen. Okay, uh, so yeah, but uh, it went over quite well. I was actually quite pleased. Uh, was, was that the first time your teenage kids had seen uh, Clockwork Orange? Yes, oh. yeah, but they were all actually friends of fans of The Shining, so okay. they, they were already in the zone on Kubrick. And so uh, I have, Clockwork you know, we've already talked well. about this. So brings up a point, actually. Uh, X Ray was talking about, and he's like, oh. You guys are not watching the movie while talking about the movie. Right. And so you guys have brought the point up that, that you want to talk about me watching Clockwork Orange. That's right, because you have not seen Clockwork Orange. I know. Yes. I've actually, you have not seen Clockwork yeah. Orange? No, I know. I know. Yeah. And, and, and this is not by choice, but it's kind of like I'm like saving it. Like a like a special. They're going to revoke your podcasting license. I know, that's <laughs> true. I know, and I have not seen Titanic either. Yes, which are, yeah, which I am a giant supporter of. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, 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 because should, Titanic I, has come up a lot on the podcast. I, have, as well. uh, I am a I'm a rabid so, fan so, of Titanic. <laughs> so I'm wondering if we should actually do like a, a, a podcast of me watching Clockwork. Orange. Oh my god, yes, 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 absolutely. I don't we know need, if that's a good idea though. That's a great idea. Well, it's not a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
right. So what we need to, how would we do this? What we need to do because we can't play this the audio. So what, of, what you need to do is, is pipe the audio to the headphones and not record it. Yes, yes. If that's possible, that's perfect. So I can get it up there. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah, we play. So we have a big TV in the studio. Right. And so we uh, we pipe in the audio, like you're saying, uh, to the earphones, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't record the audio for the audience. But we'll give like some sort of cue to say, now this is happening, so you can watch this along with. Us. Invite me back for this. Oh my God, it's a good time. I think I think it's a good idea. I think we should probably. I I would actually say like we should uh, having a few guests back at the same time. <laughs> pack them in. Uh, some choice guests so enjoy you enjoying that movie it would be yeah. quite something and then we we should have like maybe a live which web feed of your face and and, and there's there's a you know there's a Ludwig von connection between mm-hmm. Zardoz that's and true Orange. that's very true that's very true Makes you sense. can't do this to Ludwig von. von oh my god I love that movie so much right. yes 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 okay so for those who uh, weren't aware uh, Beethoven seventh yes oh all right. Heavy, heavy. Yeah, that's some very. Yeah, I had that yes. note actually yeah, yeah. in my notes. In uh, Zardoz, Beethoven Seventh uh, Symphony Pastoral. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, and piece. used and you know, I I was listening. So I was at. Uh, it's a motif working, that runs through the whole film. Yeah, I was working on on uh, on uh, on uh, at Method, and I decided I was going to play some Beethoven in my studio. I was playing the seventh. And someone's like, oh, are you playing the soundtrack to – I forgot what it, it was like. No, I'm Zardoz? Zardoz. <laughs> not Zardoz. That would have been funny. No, it wasn't Zardoz. It was – what's the – it was oh, – God, famous – it was a movie that came out. It's like, oh, you're playing the soundtrack to this one. It's like – Amadeus? I was like, I am playing <laughs> Beethoven's Seventh Symphony. And the guy's like, oh. Like, th- no, this is – It's not a soundtrack. It's not a soundtrack. It's a symphony. It's a symphony. <laughs> and like, oh, I didn't – so it was not Wait, classical music is not soundtracks? Wait, right? I, I thought yeah. John Williams wrote that. Pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works some days. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. But you no, know, the uh, well, I do think that like the seventh the 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 part I of love the, the seventh. seventh. The part of this that they I the love sample, the fact that it's like it's it's like it's one note. Yeah. Da 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 It's fucking simple, and it's also like that. And now that you said, what's what's great is that that is also symbolic of the movie. Like the movie, like the Eternals are one note, right? And Zardoz comes in, and it gets fucked up, and it gets fucked up. Oh, yeah, brilliant analogy. No, you you just made it. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, like that's the because this yeah this movie is really because like uh, I was just saying when you're at the like. There is a when we joke about the the tabernacle being um, Tumblr and Facebook and everything else, <laughs> yeah. like there is a definite uh, like there are things about this movie that I think ring more true today than they did when Zardoz first came out. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of like um, sort of political allegory and uh, and, and it was things the '70s pe- man. Everything was laden with yeah. It, it's it's pretty intense. And it's they had intense. the voice. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. And the like directors it, had the voice. Exactly. Like this is this is a this is someone with some something on his mind, and he wants to get it out. I mean, there. the tabernacle almost reminds me of the voice of the Hitchhiker's Guide in the right. BBC show. Yes. Right. 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 You know, it's it's like, it's yeah. just like one snide note off. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, and uh, if you've uh, if you've seen the movie for um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 
listen to the radio show instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't bother with the movie. Yeah. 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 But the BBC it. television series yeah. is brilliant. That's true. It is good. It is very good. Um, but yeah, no, it has that, uh, like, there's a, um, like, between that and the, the sort of the, uh, the crowd shoutdown that, uh, that Friend gets, I was like, that is basically all political discourse today on, on both sides. Like, if you don't fucking agree with your, your side, but that you're was out. Back then, too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, you're right. Oh, it, yeah, it's, all, it's perennially true. It's just that it's, it's really It's just the fact that we haven't learned, very sensitive. We haven't yeah, learned exactly. this lesson yet. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone's got to fucking stand in line and say and say they they love the leader. You know, it's just like it's it's heavy duty and like it was really it was like I was very sensitive to it watching it this time. All right, I'm going to attempt something very unusual. I'm actually going to try to wrap this up. No, oh, here it goes. Okay. How long has it been? What do you think, Eric? I don't I don't know. Two hours fifty three minutes. Ooh, uh, two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Exactly. It's a short episode for you guys. But it's intense one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when I say wrap it up, it, it sometimes goes longer. I'm yeah, going to try to actually. Uh, that wrap means it up. that the, that you can see the landing strip and the, the guys yeah. just getting out there with flashlights and waving them like yeah, this yeah. little bit. Sorry, because yeah, it can go longer. Uh, what 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 did you think about this, Eric? About wrapping about it up early? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's this movie. I I. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like there was a lot of um, the themes going through, and I thought some of the messaging, it started to get really layered, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. I, and it was my first time seeing it. I just felt, for me, a complete film with a message just like, like a Kubrick film where there's a I, – I was taken out a little bit because of the, the oddities in some of the – Theatrical choices. Yeah. Do you know what totally. I mean? Theatrical it, choices is a good word. Yeah. Meaning of like some of the art direction, it just threw me off, and I, and then I, I had to get back into it, and yeah. I understood it. Calls it. attention to itself in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, and I think even back then I would have been like, why must he? If he is this, you know, basically what we talked about earlier, or I was saying like, you know, the sexuality of him to break open that. The, the more feminization and the whole things we were talking about, did you really physically have to have his costume? You know, because it was probably 74, that was like sexy, you know, or at least like was there's it? something Maybe. bravado raw yeah. about it. Like, I think that was, I think it was weird in 74, too. Yeah. Well, now remember, you remember um, the play, um, the all nude uh, was uh, Equus? Oh, Calcutta. Oh, Calcutta. Old Cat Cutter, yes. Yes, and yes. it was just a nude theater in New York. So there was a lot of that kind of, and, you know... Um, uh, Casual like, nudity. Yeah, well, oh, look, yeah, hey, yeah. Shaved Fish or John Lennon, Yoko Ono, yeah, you know, right. they were doing... So it was like, yeah, there like, was some stuff there. It was just very much of the time, and I just felt like I was thrown out a little bit. But I actually really... Li- I love Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, and the great. other girl that looked like Amanda Plummer-ish... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I liked her a lot. Yeah, and I right, thought right. Charlotte Rampley was a spectacular in this movie. Yeah, she's, oh, she's, she to me, she's, I'm, she's one of my favorites. And I love her. And swimming pool when ever. she was swimming in pool, swimming pool. Yeah. And, oh my um, god! Yeah, yeah. 
Talk about a strange force, man. Whenever you put she her in has a, and she was she also a, a big Helmut Helm Newton model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes so sense. She has a beauty to beautiful. her. Beautiful. And that fits in with the Night Porter also, right? The, well, yeah. A, she, I have a book of hers that, uh, from Helmut Newton uh, from the late 70s because right. I collect art, um, autographs and art books. Yeah. And it's just her like naked on a desk and just like sitting there. Who's a, who's a Scottish woman uh, uh, actress, amazing, uh, who's like – can play all these different facial things. Blonde woman. Kate Blanchett? No. Um, she she was in Hunger Games. She was like one of the weird characters in Hunger Games. Oh, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was in, uh, I know who you're talking about. She, Shallow Grave? No. No, no. She was in the Mike Lee film about the extremely happy person. Maybe. Yeah, because she's also in Hunger Games. She's like this sort of like... Winslet. Uh, no, she's no. the... She's the sort of like the uh, uh, the media personality. The yes, media yes, person. yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. She's very, very good. She's great. Okay. Yeah. But basically... But she was also in... Uh, she also did a bunch of... Anyway, sorry, Eric. All I'm saying is that I enjoyed it more as I watched it. Right. But I feel like some of the things... For me, I like... I like that layering of, you know, uh, the message and like Kubrick's films are perfect for that. Yeah, you, like, right? you know, flawless but, all the way through. F- flawless. Right. And you don't see the seams. Right. And I just felt like there were a couple There was a couple choices that I just yes, things age, but you can watch movies from the 60s and they still have style and there's and you're and you're moved to that world. I would have bought that world more if it wasn't for like there were a couple of choices. I felt like even there was some art direction that was overdone. Mm-hmm. Like there was Absolutely. so much plastic around there, and right. it and just it feels sharply dated to now. It, like, yeah. But it does. But it didn't need to because right. you can watch old episodes or old movies, yeah. and you absolutely buy into that world, and there's, then you're like, out of for it. Instance, there's like, something that's like really like this is a really interesting and intricate story, and you felt a little disappointed. Well, by the production, it was an intricate right? story yeah. with a. With um, the production trying to be intricate to match up, right. and it didn't. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. I'm going to give a couple of notes on this because, like, the, 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 the intricacy of the, the story uh, – sorry. The production itself uh, actually had some wonderful moments of genius. Oh, right. that's oh, – yeah, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there are some key moments – that it broke that uh, veneer right. it's for a, it's me. It's not consistently that way. Yeah, yeah there right. were some moments right. where it's just like, ah, oh, why? And then yeah, I like, just right. felt a little out, because, and like, then I'm back into this world. Sure. And for, for people that haven't seen this yet, like it's there's the difference between, uh, like, for instance, like uh, a, a low budget uh, production that does this correctly most of the time is like the prisoner. Yes. Like the prisoner evokes this this dreamlike, like it's it's obviously relatively inexpensive. But they they get the vibe just right. Like it's both of the '60s, but above the '60s. You know, like it, they get it. They they nail it. This doesn't totally nail it. Like this, like this feels like a little like hurried and a little. Some parts are a little hokey and thoughtless, and then other parts be, and they stand out against other stuff that's really is, brilliantly done. So so this movie feels like it's high halfway like it's between a. Uh, like a Stanley Kubrick film and a home movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a home movie, but, but, but no television. Yes, yes. I feel like the Revengers, the Revengers area, the uh, right. the uh, the Desperado. What is that? The older people, the Revengers or I don't Renegades? Know. Renegades. Sorry, 
ADD. Uh, but the point is that almost was shot like um, a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. There was something about yeah, it. It's kind of weirdly stated between these two. It worlds. was almost like a or Brazil, like a Terry Gilliam. It was almost a little too comical yeah. in the way the all the old people were there, yeah, like uh, a retirement home. Uh, yeah. And but things like I understood why they were doing it. Right. But the thing that's I think important also is that the. The actual story is really interesting, and it's very all, interesting. And the the whole book scene where he goes up, I love right. that. That was great filmmaking where he shoots in the face. I thought he shot a child because yeah, he was right. talking in the voiceover, like, "Oh, this was a transformative moment for me." And I thought it was a child pretending window, to yeah. mocking him. Right, right. And when he gets up, there's a dead child. Right. But then it was like the book at the end. I was like, "Wow, my head was ready to explode. How yeah. beautiful it was!" But then it cuts to you know, slide behind the mirror. You know, and it's yeah, like right. it's like, oh, okay. So there's, I was saying, there's a couple beats that take me out. Yeah. And I oh, have, yeah. and I have to kind of get back into it. And it's really just production beats in a sense. It's a hot mess. Yeah, well, hot, it didn't need to be. Sure. And I was saying, like, right. maybe because you were saying the complexity of the storyline, they were trying to match it production-wise. Maybe they didn't need to. Maybe they needed to just taper it down a little bit because right. the, the space itself or, you yeah. bought, that home, right. or you, or you, you could say, oh, they're like, just filming in somebody's mansion like Doctor Who, right, right. but which was Stargate which, right. or Star Castle, which was Mick Jagger's home right. in the 70s. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. Star – Gate Star Castle. Because, because of video the, 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 the house nature, he named this house called we, Star Castle or something. The nature of we, the way we, we, we advertise or, or try to give people a preview of upcoming episodes. How are we going to convince people to watch this movie? Like we have to find a way to tell people like this is a movie. You know, like, it's like I don't want to watch this weird shitty movie. Like we have to find a way. It's like in a words is like. This Sean Connery in a bikini. No. Yeah, like his loincloth peels off like, like, like an onion. Somehow, just, like, <laughs> just like a really just a, it's a sweaty deep story. Onion. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's not uh, not quite the, the no. We need that. something that's like this is a surprising story. Like this because is, the thing is, I mean, I think that it, it's very difficult to set this movie up correctly because, like I said, first watch gonna be clunky no matter what you do right like uh, this is this movie is an it's an investment if you're curious about what was going on in the 70s <laughs> right right but wait right. a minute you should see this wasn't movie. there a pasolini film where they wore masks yes Ikator, uh Ica, not um uh, not Ikator. there was a pasolini movie where they wore those clay masks yes oh yeah and it was just like that in the 70, 71, yep. Yep. and all those young boys were wearing those masks. Yep. It was the same type of thing. Yep. Those masks were menacing, and they were cool, but very indicative of that time. Yep. And I just – there were a couple beats. I, I think – you know, it was the style was wrong. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit. I mean, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, there's some, there's something a little bit underrepresented in this. They were trying to force this is a time in the future, right? You know, they're right. trying to force a space ageiness. I guess with the this for kitsch. Like, they don't think. Yeah, that, you know, just like there's, it's not. They didn't lock it down the way they should have. And this is why Villeneuve is the right guy to direct. If you redirect this movie, is because like yes. every frame would be pinpoint accurate. But if you, you know, think about like really Disneyland, right? Like mm -hmm. Disneyland has this like '70s futurism. Right? Right. right, right, yeah, and every the Atari logo, yeah, is this true. logarithmic yeah. curve, right, right. This everything in the seventies, seventies futurism was like logarithmic curves, true, true, true. and Disneyland, Space Mountain, all this stuff, right, and this is like a curveball, right, to seventies futurism. 
That's and it, yeah, because they and also the yeah, it was like, arty because it was the plastic and it was the it was the materials. You know, right. in the seventies, it was like the materials are like guys. People were just making, you know, except like Nam June Pack with the TVs. It was like I'm having a, a, a whole column of plastic and it's right. yellow, blue, and green, and it sits in the middle of an art gallery floor. Right. So it's a little too. Or, there was something about it that it was too. Uh, it didn't work, but I did like the story. But if you took a director mm-hmm. with like uh, Villeneuve and right. d- did it, I, I think it would be brilliant because the story is there. Or I imagine- John Borman. Yeah, I mean, well, like, it's like John, John <laughs> Borman at the absolute top of his game is is like deliverance and, yes. uh, and point blank. And like this is this is just – I kind of wonder and I didn't read and maybe you guys did. Is that Excellent. Oh, yeah. That's for me top of his game. I love Excalibur. But, I love Excalibur. I, I thought had, it was cool. I, I but think quickly, I, I Chris, discovered puberty. Just, just quickly. I'm curious to know – I'm curious to know like what else the studio threw in. Right. Yeah. Meaning you we were you were saying like they the put floating the, head in the, the floating ahead in the beginning. Note. What else? That's it. So the story that I read, was, you know what I mean? Was though, that like, after so after Deliverance, John Borman could do anything he wanted. That's right. He wrote Zardoz. Uh, the 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 Lord of the, the Rings, Rings thing fell apart. He took Zardoz to some producer at 20th Century Fox. The story I heard was he his eight he told his agent, let them give. Give them two hours to read the script, <laughs> and then we're and out. then say yes or no. Right. Yeah, right. And he shook his head. And they said, "Great, you just." And they it. said, "Yes." Well, no, That's he amazing. shook his head yeah. and said, "I can't. I don't know what to make of this." He said, uh, "Yes or no," yeah, and he's yeah, like, right. "All right, yes." Yeah, I mean, it's like you want to be in the John Borman business. Yeah, okay, yeah, here we let's go. go. But they added a head in the beginning. That sequence, what else? I'm just curious. I, I'm going to yeah. try to research that. What else did they throw in there yeah, to what, try what, to let's see that? the studio note sheet for, for Zardoz? Because <laughs> Brazil, Brazil even has <laughs> was, yeah, this, was Brazil mil- even has the, the Sid Scheinberg cut. Right. What, right. what is a right. million what, a million dollar film? In million 19- five. What, whatever. No, no, it's probably like a $20 million film today. Yeah. As no. Yeah. Which is basically independent. It's an idiot. Yeah, I mean a million dollars back then. I mean, like it's not it's not cheap. It's not cheap. You know, but a million cheap. then is what eleven and a half now. Like, so, like, like twenty. Star, like Star Wars at uh, in seventy seven was ten million. I think was a ten. I think I think it was a ten million dollar budget. So like that, you know, like a million is like you know, sure, we'll give it a shot. You know, it's a, here's a little bit of money. Right. You know, I, I mean, I may be wrong, but I, that, that's the guess. I'm like, I think if you're doing a straight, a, a straightforward drama, it's in the so 70s, it's strange like, you know, because there are so many like 000. golden moments of like high production, and right. then like this looks like it was the, shot on super. The high- Imagine if you find out the whole budget, most like seventy percent of the budget went to those gypsies. Yeah, it's, it's cocaine. Just the sandwiches. Yeah, just it's all it, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, they just gave them all cocaine. Buy, Smile. Yeah. Ah, like, wheat, yeah. wheat. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Well, two hundred, two hundred. Okay, that went to Sean Connery. That's cheap for Connery, though. Back then, yeah. yeah. But think about it. That that it's is still some. That is twenty percent of your budget. Yeah, that's it, and it's mostly chest there. Yeah, yeah, but he's in like almost every scene. It's true. I understand. Even when he's not, his chest hair is still. And they shot his scenes in two days. But the director is in every scene. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, actually, the director. Here's that uh, good little trivia note: the director is specifically in one shot when Mm. um, when uh, 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 Connery is executing uh, brutals in in a line. Right, and he shoots the dude like in the face. That's right. Goes forward. That's That's Mormon. And and apparently, the mask. Oh yeah. 
is a life cast of performance uh, face. Performance face. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, right. And uh, when um, when Connery shoots the dude and he goes down, like the plug uh, in the blank uh, fired out of the gun and went into Borman's forehead and got stuck there for two days. <laughs> so you see a good shot of wadding, the wadding. Yeah, It's the same thing that the killed the Bruce was, Lee's kid. Yeah, it was, it was just And John Eric Hexum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with his head, so, right? Like, he's, yeah. That's the guy that was joking in the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's hard, hard news. Yeah, he was, uh, Borman was standing too close and like apparently basically really got shot by Sean Connery. You see it because something comes off his head. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's a good shot. That was the line of people pounding yep. the ground. Yep, you got it. Yeah. That was a brutal, I was going to use that for one of the images. Oh, the great. That's good. when I press. Those are the people farming the wheat. Yeah. Yes, and I was going to put us in line and then when I press my screen snap is like, and like I, get, I was like, oh, I'm not going to use that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I kept going. <laughs> yeah, like I actually love that. I love that little sequence. I think that's fantastic. I love the way that Connery shoots him. It's just sort of like, fuck off. Like, uh, it just goes bang. As yeah, Indiana Jones kind yeah. of. Oh, you're, not, so good. you're not pulling your weight so far. Oh, you. so fantastic. Man, man, man. Yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, th- I agree with you, Eric. I think that, like, it's a, there, this could be a, like, you could get more passion out of this movie from a first response if it was a little bit more sewn up and thought through. I wonder if it was budget. Maybe. Because like we're at our own house, you can do the costumes in this, and we can save that money and put it towards it's budget and drugs, man. They were high as they're fucking highest. Were they really yeah. high as a kite? Oh, they were. What do you think? Were they doing a lot of blow? If you, yeah, I mean, if you if you uh, apparently the um, DVD has commentary by Borman, and he's, he's just still, like he's dead though, right? I don't know. I don't know if he's dead or not. But he's he's like pretty much like yeah I don't remember what was going on here we were on too much coke that's fucking incredible yeah, yeah you can't tell at all <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea shoot it <laughs> yeah they were like they were like just shooting stuff and then like by the time they got to the editing room he couldn't remember what the hell they shot why did we film this <laughs> yeah dude like I think that and then uh, after this his next movie is uh, I think it's his next movie Heretic Eric's Exorcist two. Oh yeah, yeah. Exorcist Two is. <laughs> you want to see a movie that doesn't work? That doesn't work on fire. <laughs> that is a bad Exorcist Three. Bad. Oh, that's a good movie. Exorcist Two movie. is bad. Bad. Terrible. Is Exorcist Three in three D? No, sadly, but also no. great. It's still George C. Scott. Yeah, and, and Brad Dourif, George C. Scott. That movie is. Fucking terrific! It is terrific. If only it was in stereoscopic. I know. Have you guys ever seen? Because I remember. Still do it though. You can do a post. very, very lesser known George C. Scott film called The Flim Flam Man. Yes, I did uh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love. I love. I loved Scott. George love. C. Scott with Schrader's. Oh yeah, uh, hardcore. Hardcore is great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Another great performance. Yeah, that's really, really good. I remember, like, somehow I think I saw it as a teenager, and that's. When I like fell in love with George C. Scott, it was literally that movie, oh, Flim dude. Flam Man, and it was weird. It's like then I see him in all these other yeah. things, obviously the Hustler, like, Hustler, Doctor Strange, Love, Patton, and Exorcist Three for me because right. he's fucking so he's so good. I'm sorry, I swear so much. I feel yeah, so passionate. That's about it. all right. But when he, when the, in, in Exorcist Three, when he's saying uh, and he goes. I believe in. He was like, I believe in hate and infidelity. <laughs> like, yep. This is a miracle of a film. That is yeah. a miracle. He's a great actor. Yeah, dude. Great now, actor. I'm hoping. I've, I know I've already made the pitch. I'm hoping that we get to do X3 sometime soon, possibly in the 
month of October. Have you that. done Exorcist 2 yet? No, that's a special film. The Heretic? <laughs> but an Exorcist, Exorcist 2 is James Earl Jones in a B costume good. Like, that's how good that movie is. Yeah. Yeah. That is Richard Burton, uh, like, as you've never seen him. <laughs> that is uh, that is quite quite a picture. So, Have yeah, you done think... UHF? No. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not quite that good. <laughs> Conan the Librarian. Oh, man. Oh, man. The Librarian? Drink, drink from the fire hose. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know – this is kind of an ADD question. Uh, it used to be, like, every year 600 movies were made. Mm-hmm. Right, like I think produced through the Academy, or at least officially as movies. Right. What is that number today? You think six hundred superhero movies? Got to be a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. With I mean, streaming, with it must streaming, be. Yeah, must yeah. be like twelve hundred a year now. Yeah. Movies are made. Yep. No, it's. I had this it's conversation. Uh, I did a podcast today with Rob Legato. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. I I was. I don't know why, I was like, biting my tongue to say. Domole Arigato, Mr. Legato. You didn't <laughs> say that? I did not say uh, that. You say I, was, that. I was so – That was my first rock concert. Yeah? Oh, Sticks? Man. I saw Sticks. Paradise Theater? Pa- no. Uh, Kilroy was here oh, yeah. at 82? the Pantages Theater, 1982. Bam, wow. did I get that year right? Yeah, you did. I did not like Sticks, but my brother did. Uh, and I, I know his Sticks. album trajectory. Yeah. That but, was my first rock concert. But I was asking him about, like, you know, the future, uh, uh, no, filmmaking. And basically, it was a conversation about too many cooks in the kitchen, like, like yeah. d- direction by committee, right? Right, right? And I think he talked, like, he said something, it was either Kubrick or some big director who says, the camel is the perfect projection of a racehorse designed by a committee, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? It's right. like like yeah. when you add all the features that you want because everyone has their input, you end right. up with a camel and not yeah. a racehorse, right? Yeah. But yeah. they're yeah. super fast, by the way, the camels. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They so got like robo right, yeah. jockeys on okay, those yeah. guys. Yeah. They, sure. they, they race them in, in – They do. They're, they're, they're super fast. They're not as fast as racehorses. They're pretty yeah. damn fast yeah. though. Yeah, but you, you see – like camels don't look elegant until you see – Lawrence of Arabia and the Storming of Aqaba. Uh, and you're like, oh my God, those things are just So I'd always exactly seen that on like, you know, VHS when I was a kid. You're missing oh, man, the really? point. You're missing Finally, the point. Finally, yeah. I All went right. to go see it at the Cinerama Dome, 65 millimeter. Holy Kaboom. shit. Kaboom. Kaboom. I know. That movie. That movie. Like that movie. And, like, I, I just had a conversation about this earlier today. Ro- Rob's point about the race horses. Uh-huh. And I go back to my point. I know. We're gonna, I, just, I have a comment about Lawrence Ray. I'm putting a pin in it right now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> was the fact that basically uh, uh, right now because of streaming, uh, it's back to the early 70s. Where yes. Like, yeah. We don't know. It's the Wild West. Just the Wild West. F- we're going to give you money, and we are Netflix, this is, okay, and we've so, never made films, yes. so just give me something. So Apple, then this is my question, right? Six billion. Because, like, because yeah, six billion. They in, just um, not, yeah, uh, Give me some of that. Yeah, no no doubt. What I, what I, <laughs> just a little. My question, okay, is that. <laughs> I know. That's if, they need, if we need that much content, and it's that much of the Wild West, where's Zardoz? Who's making Zardoz? Again. That is what we need. Not like not remaking Zardoz, but what is the new Zardoz? The Dark right. Crystal prequels. I'm, I'm going to watch them. I love Dark Crystal. But the last I, like, of the great the American The brand kids? new thing that is fucking crazy. Yes. That's what I want to see. You know, if, it, if it's truly the Wild West, break out the fucking six guns and start making Zardoz. Not Zardoz, actually, but in spirit. And they mm. will. 
Because, some, but point. it won't be till twenty years later that you realize. Listen, oh, they are making hands made, handmaid's tales. They're yeah. making a bunch there's good of stuff. There's very there good stuff. Good. Yeah. So, so I'm not so saying there's th- not good that stuff. That is Zardoz. No, that is not Zardoz. Zardoz is not good. Zardoz is great. <laughs> like because Handmaid's Tale is very very good. And and like because I I will I have gone on the record before like that is absolutely tip top fi- filmmaking very clean very professional absolutely true great stuff marvelous Miss Maisel marvelous again yeah. very 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 good formal exactly what I expected of professionals nicely done and clean beautiful beautiful work beautiful work everybody everyone did at the top of their game doing a great job that's where's the rough about. stuff where's the rough stuff. Where's the rough stuff? Where, where's fucking Sean Connery coming where's into Where's cruising our, with Pacino? Yeah, where's Sean Connery <laughs> busting into our eternal situation of filmmaking? Legion. And fucking us up. It's Legion. Yeah, Have, you, yes, seen Legion? Yeah. This, Have this, you seen Legion? Have you seen Legion? Wait a minute. Legion, they just put like, that out. It's called The Hunt, and they banned it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I do want to see The Hunt. That actually sounds oh, pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting thing. Uh, I, I reading an article. Uh, have you guys watched Norseman on Netflix? Yes. Oh, we talked about this. Last oh, time. yes. You're talking about the last I'm, time. I can't yeah, wait for yeah, season we three. About this, right? show. Great show. I don't know if season, well, hopefully season three will happen. Right. Uh, read an interesting article about it. They uh, put it out on Netflix, so it came out on Netflix. Now, the problem with Netflix. You guys all know this, but the problem with Netflix is not the Nielsen ratings, right? Mm-hmm. We all know the Nielsen ratings, and it's how many people are watching your stuff, and it's like this right. whole system. Right. With Netflix, it's all based on an algorithm that no one has the key to except for Netflix. Right. And even Netflix doesn't have it because it's all based on AI, right? right. So Norseman could not figure out how to get attention on their show because the only – you can – I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a million dollars, Dan, and you can make something that goes on Netflix. Right. No one will watch it because they can't find it on Netflix. Right. That's right. correct. Yeah. Right? right? So then you never get to make the second version and it doesn't work. Right. So the Norseman guys who did that, these Norwegian guys, mm. they decided to spend $30,000 on Facebook ads. No, oh, yeah. There we go. Just to get enough people to go, oh. Oh. Just to look for it or click it. Yeah, yeah just click, like, yeah, click, yeah, click. Yeah, right. And suddenly everyone is starting to like a little bit. And it, that's what got – So they figured out like I have to deal with the algorithm myself. Right. I have to do my own advertising right. or spend my own money on advertising. It, it, it's a completely different world. Right, 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 right. So just putting something out on Netflix is not enough. This is – yeah, because like there, there's – You have to like right. – Beat the system. Yeah, because like Netflix is designed for you to to promote the most acceptable stuff will float to the top, mm-hmm. right? The dirty, weird stuff or the or the or the chancy stuff, right? Will not float and to and, the top. and by the way, Norseman falls into weird, dirty. It's sh- weird, dirty stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Awesome. They did it exactly right. Right. Yeah, that's great. It's like, absolutely right. They, yeah, Facebook paying thirty thousand dollars to Facebook was the right thing to do. So get it out. The there. point is, there is your there is when you said, "Where is my weird, dirty?" Yeah, Norseman is one. Norseman is one. Yes, and Norseman did happen. Yep, and there totally. probably a whole lot of Norsemans out right. there. But some of them didn't figure out how to pay thirty thousand dollars for then them that's, to come up. Then to your... that's what we need to figure out. That's what we need to figure right. out. Right? Because like I don't need to be the I'm not the old dude saying because like they, they don't make pay... movies like they used to. I'm saying I want this to happen, so make it right. happen. You know, like that's like I'm I'm very tired of movies being uh, the the Eternals. Like I don't want the Eternals anymore. I'm right. tired of the Eternals. Yeah, and you know? so are the Eternals. Yeah, and, and the Eternals are tired of it. Like we're the we are the Eternals. Yes, and it blows like like. 
get grab a so hold of electric Norseman is, and go crazy. Norseman and 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 you know you know what Eric's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that needs to rise to the top. That's it. That's exactly true. And that's and exactly that's, true. that's that's what I want to. Legion. Have. Uh, tell us about Legion. Oh, Legion is awesome. So Legion is a character from X Men. Right. I've seen the posters for Legion that look great. Yeah. Yeah. He's insane. Yeah. He's a schizophrenic character, mm-hmm. unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. can travel through time, right. and is inhabited by thousands and thousands of personalities. Mm-hmm. And they've produced and three seasons already. Right. And because the, the and the uh, art direction is phenomenal. Oh, the thing. art, yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, but the you don't seem looking You don't know if it's the '60s, the '70s, the right. '80s, or the '90s. That's not, okay. This sounds like it's out of my alley because, like, I am, uh, yeah, like I just said, I, and I, um, I'm sick of the same old. I'm yeah, sick of the same no, old. and 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 you have there's there's no reliable narrator. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it's happening. Right. You don't know what's going on. So this uh, this is to, uh, to so to solve our problem that we're complaining about now. This is what we should do: is we should get recommendations like this every every podcast and say, like, from our guests, say, like, what's the thing that nobody's watching? What's the thing that you that you said this is right. the fucking groundbreaking thing? Where is the thing, the weird thing? Okay, I I put it out I there. Mean, right? Legion is the show that like you watch with your family, uh-huh. and like the rest of your family goes, "I'm really uncomfortable." Yeah, with this. baby, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want. But also, like you know, I mentioned it before when I talked about forever, mm-hmm. right? On Amazon, that is a show that yep. was like, what the fuck? Yep. That was so weird and cool. Yeah, dude. That was a great show. And I don't think anyone's heard of that. Right? Yeah, no, I, I actually looked it up after you uh, recommended it. It's now on my list, and I'm going to be watching yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you have to get through, and uh, that's the other problem, is that you watch the first or second episode, mm-hmm. and then you're like, I'm done. But the way that these streaming shows are done, you have to get through three or four. Sure. Even though it could be a mini series or whatever, but like, yeah, three or four. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for being patient with things, for right. sure. You know, like, the, the, take the time to get into them. And it's like the, like, because I mean, some of my favorite movies are like eight hours long. Right. And uh, it, it takes a while to get into War and Peace. Right. <laughs> That's the way it goes. It's all right. But no, like, the, uh, that was wonderful, though. Thank you for bringing it Oh, that. this is the auction, Auchentoshan? Uh, Holy moly. Uh, somebody, that's like. Just that, that pulled the Keith well Richards. Loved. That was well Holy loved. Holy moly, that's gone. Single lowland malt whiskey. That was yeah. really good. Yep. Good God, look at this. Delicious. Stuff. Thank you for doing that. Ten years old in 1980-something. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I yeah. was ten years old. There was, a, there was actually an amazing, there was an amazing uh, a story about they found all this uh, whiskey that was uh, buried in Antarctica. Oh, the Shackleton. Yeah. They got whiskey. This is our closing story. Go ahead, X-Ray. That's right. Closing story. Tell them about the Shackleton whiskey. Let's hear it. Well, so there was uh, an Antarctic explorer named Richard Shackleton, I believe. Yeah. And um, in the 20s. (laughs) Not sure what year. Um, Dick Shacks, you remember him. Dick Shacks. But uh, part (laughs) of their. Cousin started the Shake Shack. um, (laughs) That's true. Part of their inventory for their uh, expedition included a cases of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yes. And along the way, they had uh, constructed shelters along the expedition route, which were then abandoned after right. they completed the expedition. Fast forward to you know modern times, and they were doing an archaeological excavation of one of Shackleton's 
abandoned cabins along the way, and underneath the cabin, they discovered some cases of whiskey, mm-hmm. which were um, sampled and then recreated. The whiskey, uh, which they were bringing to the expedition, was supplied by a company called White & Mackay, hmm. which uh, is currently owned by uh, Dalmore. Right. Okay. So the Dalmore company uh, sampled with a needle a bottle of the Shackleton whiskey. Right. See what the, the breakdown was. Did some gra- gas chromatography on uh-huh. it and tried to recreate uh, this Shackleton single malt whiskey. That is a lovely backstory for drinking. Yeah. yeah. That's a good business. And uh, it's available now. You can actually go and buy the recreation the of the Shackleton. So the they returned it. So it was a – well, it's it's a cultural heritage – the thing is, uh, protected it, yeah. location. The thing is, it, it, right. So they, everyone thinks it's they, like super. Like, here's the thing: it's not dissimilar from this particular bottle because that bottle has only been in the cast for ten years. Right. So once it goes in the bottle, it's not aging anymore. Yeah, you're not getting yeah. the glass flavor. Right. The glass flavor is not infusing into the. But uh, but well, but the thing is that the whiskey that was made at the time in the early 20th century or late 19th century. Um, you know, had a different characteristic right. than whiskey that is created today. Sure. Right. It tended to be more oily, yep. right. um, for lack of a better term. Right. Um, and so they, they were just going for trying to recreate uh, the Shackleton whiskey experience. That's incredible. And so it. this is actually a whiskey you can purchase today. You can go, to, go into any high-end liquor store. If you want to feel uh, like you're an underfunded uh, expedition that has just been forced to eat shoe leather yeah. and drink it down with some yeah. burning, burning, burning whiskey. And I think it's kind of amazing. <laughs> this, this whiskey was preserved in Antarctica oh, under the ice, and they found it. And it's like, oh, it's still here. Oh, man. So. I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm wrong. They, they, they sampled it, and then they returned the bottles. Yeah, that's great. So they're still there. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, and it's called be. Shackleton. It's called the Shackleton. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. You get it at the Shake Shack. It's like uh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, Dickie Shack. Oh. Well, thank you for bringing that. That was very nice. Dickie LaCroix. Dickie LaCroix and Dickie Shack. Dickie Shack. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Akintoshin. Akintoshin. Is that how it's pronounced? Akintoshin. Akintoshin. Yep. Lowlands Whiskey from uh, the region where Sean Connery was uh, conceived and born. Yeah. yeah. A book fell on my head. I blame myself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'd like to order a pizza. That was sausage. I blame myself. Shalami, mm-hmm. but take the white bitch out of the shalami. Shanks, shanks a lot. I'll take famous titties for five hundred dollars. That's Titus. Yes. Uh, yes. T- I can't believe we didn't do that before. I'll take t- the rapist for five hundred. Yeah, that's therapist. Therapist. The Penish Mightier. <laughs> oh, man. Now, and, uh, uh, a quick I wrote your... Your mother wrote her name in the snow. 
I'm going to recommend two Sean Connery movies yep. um, uh, to uh, bracket this one that I think are marvelous and underseen. One is The Hill, uh, which is terrific black and white movie about a uh, prison camp in, uh, I think, North Africa uh, during World War II. Uh, where they are made, uh, British officers who are imprisoned are made to run up a hill up and down all day long, and it's uh, an incredibly tense, beautifully Sisyphusian. made movie. Sisyphusian. And uh, I think it's a Sydney Lumet picture, I want to say. Mm. The other is The Offense, which was made in the, roughly the same ballpark as this, which is another profoundly upsetting, uh, very disturbing movie uh, choice by Sean Connery. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just watch it, and then... Defense? Angry comments, please. I wrote my name in the snow, but it was in your mother's handwriting. <laughs> the offense is what the, it is? Offense. the offense. The offense. Yeah, okay. that is a very upsetting movie. Uh, okay. Really, really. He was making some weird artsy choices, and I really liked good it. For yeah, good yeah. for him. Yeah, good for him. I have post, post, uh, post. Never post say bond. never again. Yeah, post bond. He didn't know what to do, so he was taking stabs. Yeah, and I he never lives twice what is done afterwards. Yes, that's 1980. With a very nice performance by Klaus Maria Barandauer as the bad guy. Oh, yeah. that was the one high point of that thing. Do you, you ever see Barandauer. Mephisto? No. Cr- is that, is Klaus- that Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he's, have he's you ever brave. seen Mephisto? Mephisto, uh-uh. 1979, Klaus Maria Brandauer is, uh, it takes place in Berlin in 1938, mm. and he is an artist, mm. and he is friends with a lot of different artists, and he's part of a whole community of artists in Berlin, and yep. some are gay, some are straight, mm-hmm. and he gets a call one day, and he goes to the Fuhrer's office, and they said, we want you to be head of the cultural arts for the Nazis, uh, for, the, for the Third Reich. Mm-hmm. And you'll you know, work with Albert Speer, da, 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 and we want you to be, you can be a very prominent community. And he's like, that's unbelievable. I just got promoted. Right, but right. then he starts to have to round up his friends. Oh, God. Bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's that conflict, and the end is mind-blowing, dude. It's so cool. It's, it's like so beautiful. The clown cried. It is sort of like that. Yeah, it now, is. Now, have, have any of you actually gotten a copy? Of I have not no, seen no, no, no. it. Uh, Patton Oswalt was reading. I it, want yeah. to see that so yeah, bad. This is, I don't this know is the this is the, the Jerry uh, Lewis, Jerry Lewis yeah, film directed uh, film, which is essentially uh, the it's the same. We talked about this before yeah, on the podcast, and, yeah. right? And it's a, it's a, essentially what, uh, the um, uh, it's essentially a, the, uh, the Roberto Bussolini. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Benini, uh, Roberto, Benini, Roberto Benini. Yeah, Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini. Yeah, life is beautiful. I'm just going to say a bunch of eyes. Yeah. I I am willing to bet that uh, I I really enjoyed Life is Beautiful quite a bit, right? And yeah. uh, I'm willing to bet that that's the better film because uh, probably Jerry Lewis is. To me, but I still want to see the <laughs> right. David Cloudgrade. Right. I do want to see it. I, I, I'm very impressed that he tried to do that, and I think that the uh, Jerry Lewis uh, uh, never impressed me until I saw King of Comedy. That's right, and that turned Rupert me around. Pupkin. Is, oh yeah, Rupert Pupkin. We're bringing Pupkin. back all the greats. King uh, of Comedy. Yeah, King like, of Comedy. Uh, yeah, we Dil- Dil- like yeah. we all. This, this is Jerry we, we, Langford. Bye. Jerry Langford. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go see Jerry Langford tonight. No, it's very nice of you. I just can't. Jerry, I, can't do I right don't know if I can do another show. I can't do another show. All right, show all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, Jerry. I'm going to do it. I'll do it for you. I'll do it because we're friends. Like I love this guy. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna, that we're going to have a special night. That's going to be a five-hour podcast of just us doing King of Comedy Or when De Niro barges in with his girlfriend. I think it was his real-life girlfriend. And... 
uh, the guy, he's like, oh, I tried to block on my door. He's like, you did all right, Wong. No, <laughs> With his golf club. Dude, it was so, like, kinetic. Like, is unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that to, uh, you know, to Raging Bull. Like, I, I love, King of Comedy is, like, top two for me. And that was Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, what? That in, yeah. Yeah, Meaning yeah. he took yeah, – they went to him. the comedy uh, clubs in L.A., him and um, Scorsese and uh, – or Winkler maybe? I don't know. Yeah. And they yeah. went and they would check out comedians. And when Pee Wee Herman Paul came – Paul Rubens came yeah, out, that. he went like – to Scorsese, yeah, and he's like, yeah, so that's why you look at the pants, the shoes. Yeah, that's that's Pee Wee Herman. That's the, I have the original script. The original script is a little bit different. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They cut scenes out Did of. Did I that ever movie. tell you my story about uh, uh, Citizen Kane? No. So uh, I went. To, I, I was to architecture school at Rice, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a, you know, I had some electives, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to take film history classes. So I took a film history class. And it was like traditional, great professor, but, you know, pretty straightforward from history class. And mm-hmm. so, you know, obviously Citizen Kane yeah. came up about it and I had to write a paper about something. And it was like Citizen Kane was one of those movies we could choose from. So I choose that. And I went to the, the library at Rice and I was like, all right, I got to look up, you know, whatever books they have on Citizen Kane to, to write a paper about this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I looked it up and I was like, one of, you know, this is before computer systems were like, like as easy as there. Like, right. this is a long time ago. Yeah. And they're like, and it said, look up Citizen Kane. It's like, Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. That was the author and that was the title. Right. I'm like, well, hold, hold on. What, what's, like, I gotta, like, did Citizen, did Orson Welles write about Citizen Kane? What's going on? Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right. So it's like, gives me a number. And I'm like, you know, go to Saks. And I like, and it's like, there's a book. And it's like, huh. And I just pick it up. And I start looking at it. And I'm like, this is the script to Citizen Kane. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Wow. Cool. And then I'm Joseph looking at. Joseph Mankiewicz was the. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. I, 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 I get, I get, and it's like, okay. And then I'm like, this is typed. This is typed on paper. Typed on paper. This is not a <laughs> photocopy. Right, right. This is a typed script of Citizen Kane, and there are marks on it. Yeah, that is a with a pencil shooting copy. Of that Citizen is it, and, and then like that are notes from Orson Welles. Yeah. On this, like, there's a thing about a cockatoo at the scene. It's right. like, hear the cockatoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a great shot. Like he, like, yeah, and yeah. he goes, and there's a note on there in pencil written. I want to hear the cockatoo. Yeah, really loud. Wow, and and, crazy. Then, and I keep going, and then there's the deleted scenes are in there. Oh, like man. it's all there, and that's it's crazy. Typed. I can see the indentation of where it was typed. The, yeah, where the where the uh, and I'm like, the paper. and I go to like check this out, and they're like, yeah, and I, like, wow. I just fucking left <laughs> with it. I'm just going to sell this on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I went, and then I I took it, and I. I don't think I still have it. I don't remember because oh my it's God. been so long. But I, I, do, I went straight to fucking – It's dollars Yeah. I went, I went straight to Kinko's and right. I photocopied every fucking page. Right, right. Right? And I and – I, I, You put the photocopy back, back in the, the library. And then, <laughs> yes. That's, and then I was – And then I was – I felt in, unbelievably guilty. So then I, I, I went to my film history teacher and I'm like, I found this in the library. And he goes – Oh my God! Right. This is a big deal, and he and I said, and he goes, I know where this came from. 
And I goes, where does this come from? He goes, well, this is from the person that helped found the stuff at Rice for film history and stuff, which is Dominique de Manille, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like the biggest art patron of of the Houston area and huge, many de Manille museums, et cetera, et cetera. Right. She's a big deal. And he goes, this is where this came from. And I said, what do I, it's like, I, 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 this is in my book bag. What, you know, I, I, we have to do something. We have to preserve this. I want to make sure this is taken safely. And, um, so I went back to the library at Rice mm -hmm. and I said, I went to the library and it's like, this is in your stacks. I just checked it out. I should not have. This is, should be in your rare book oh, section so with treated with white gloves right. because you own a treasure here right. and you should be real. And it goes, huh. I'm like, okay. And I told this to like one of the head librarians. And I'm like, okay, thank you. So, and then I went back like a week later and it's fucking back on the stacks. I was like, I, well, I can't help them from themselves. Oh my God. You are, you are, you are too. Kind of a person. I, I definitely I, – I probably would have. I would not have done that. <laughs> I would not have done that. I would have stolen it. I almost certainly would have stolen it. Well, that. you know what? Because I would not have done much to – any good to that, right? Yeah. The fact is uh, something like that needs to be preserved and yeah. it was already in the place that was going to right. do the best. Yeah, this is, this is film history like – for real, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, I photocopied it for my own, you know, right. whatever. Right. I don't think I damaged it too much by photocopying right. it. But uh, See, I was eating an onion cheese just, sandwich. Just so I have a memory of what it right. was. Right. Uh, but but it, it, it itself. The cockatoo nut is amazing because that, that shot is classic. There's deleted scenes. There was a whole brothel scene in there. That, that, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That. There was a whole, there was deleted scenes that I, I found out. And, and, cool. So I was like, what is this? Because I read, I was like, oh, this is exactly the script. I was right. like reading it. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, oh, this is a deleted scene, obviously. I I, I, I love Ken. Ken's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's one of those movies that everyone's like, oh, it's the greatest movie. And then you watch it, you're like, oh, it is a great movie. Look at that. That was really good. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm slightly, maybe slightly more a third man guy, but like, third, is, yeah. Third available man. on Criterion Channel. Available on, with lots of extras. Lots of a extras. Lot, oh, some I also commentary. like Touch of Evil. Oh, Touch, Touch of Evil is awesome. Evil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not, not jelly guy. rolls. Oh, We're yeah. little jelly rolls. Every time you hear about like a new form of media, like mm -hmm. virtual reality or yeah. something like that, you got to wonder, like, What's the Citizen Kane? This is my this is my constant question. I phrased it badly when Sally Slade was on, but this is my constant question: is like I'm intrigued by VR in the most extreme way, and it offers such possibility. Who is going to take complete advantage of this in the Orson Welles style? Right, like, like who's going to fucking? What's going to be the Citizen Kane of VR? What is the Citizen Kane uh, of VR? You know who thinks they are the Citizen Kane is uh, what's that? Peter and Paul, or whatever the name is. Oh, in Canada? Yeah. Felix Tim, and Paul. Felix, Felix and, Paul. and Paul, yeah. yeah. They think they're the Citizen Kings of VR. But, but like nobody's going to know till 20 years later. Yeah, but yeah. but just, just ask Kevin Mack what he thinks about Felix and Paul. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Is there a hustle Mack going on there? Well, you know what? They, they, they're – who knows? I mean I – They're on the space station. Interesting. I, 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 what I'm about not, milk? Not, no. I – I I think he's he's in and out, you know. Like, here's the thing: VR is not about movies. It's not movies. It's, it's not movies. movies. It's and I don't know why you try to fucking shoehorn. It's a different art form. It's a different. It's not even an art form. No, well, it's a different media entirely. It's a medium. 
It's you can you can make art with it. It's a different medium. You can make art with yeah, it. I absolutely. think Kevin Kevin Mack has so. What's you the citizen can of VR? And, well, in this and the, the importance of the question, just to clarify, That's a good point. Because like, I agree with you that you don't recognize citizen can until it's fifty years after. Citizen yeah. Can. By the way, however, remember, this has been forty-five minutes since we said we were going to wrap it up. This is how it rolls. <laughs> but, this, but this is the important. This thing. is it's how like, you do four hours of yeah, this yeah, yeah, commentary. Yeah. But this is the the important thing about it is the people immediately like anytime something like that hits like. Uh, Citizen Can, or you can, there's all sorts of examples. Like, what's what's a, what's an album? What's the album equivalent of Citizen Can to you, Eric? Which one? In, Just in rock or jazz or anything? Rock. Sketches of Spain for for jazz, like do and Justice for All. Like, no, <laughs> like I would say X. Uh, pro, for me, it would be the uh, Elvis's Sun Sessions, the mm-hmm. Beatles, a Revolver. Revolver. It would sure. be right. Exile on Main Street. It would be Pink Floyd, The Wall. The, oh, well, I Pink Floyd, them. Dark Side. Dark Side, sure. Yeah. Uh, lots of Beatles, man. And lots of, of Elvis. And but, but like, really, because Kane, just to clarify the comparison, like, it's not that Kane did, did poorly. Kane did pretty well. Uh, National Skyline, a, pretty much most of Dylan. Right. Because, like, like Kane comes out and, like, it's right. Sugar Magnolia, big. man. Oh, yeah, I know. American Beauty. Right? Was that on sure. American Beauty? But the, yeah. this, this right? is it. Like the Think people, so. or Working Man's Dead? I don't know. One of them. Some Grateful Dead album. The people. The people that stuff that, is great. Like the Tour seventy two stuff, Golden Road stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Up to about seventy five. But like the, with, with these, in these cases, the people that are are that are paying attention. Like nobody knows when Citizen Ken comes out. That it's going to be said. Right. Again. Nobody right. has a clue. But the people who are artists in the vicinity of that event recognize that's that's but, the fucking hot stuff. Yeah, but the thing even is, even if nobody else does, the thing about and that is the thing that moves it forward. It's like it's not just Citizen Kane by itself. It's every like yeah, but, the third man doesn't happen without Citizen Kane because the third man is uh, is inspired by Citizen Kane immediately. He came out from the theater, the Mercury Theater in mm-hmm. Harlem. He. He was arrogant, super intelligent, yeah, yeah, precocious, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he had an axe to grind. Yeah, exactly. He was and on fire. He was yes, but he had. To, he was there to prove that he was right, even though he knew he Absolutely. was right. Which is also why he fucked his life up. Oh, of course. You know? But the point is, he was reckless. Yes, yes. And he was not safe. Absolutely. And when 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 someone comes out, but with, most people are safe right. and not as reckless. And that's, with, ba- and that's bad. With their mediums. <laughs> that, that, is the, that is the thing. Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai, man. Oh, my God. What's that watermelon doing here? I'll tell you later. The, uh, <laughs> but, like, the, like, this is the thing is that, like, for, in the context of Zardoz, like, Orson Welles was Zardoz to the film industry at that moment. Like, people didn't even know what to fucking do with him at all. And the movie was just like, it, yeah, it was like it did okay, and people res- sort of like gave it some good reviews. But basically, there's like, that, uh, that upset us too much. He yeah, was 25 years old. But it had, an, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it had, it did have an immediate effect on the artists who were paying attention at but the he, time. They, there were, I'm sure there were a lot of people who wanted to see him fail. Sure, absolutely. There were a lot of people who wanted to see him succeed because he was the It's very hard to see how good something is in the moment. But the people that are that are electrified by it are the people that spread that virus, and that's good, 
right? That's the Zardozness of it. Like, like riding off the, all the, the pregnant women riding off to the West. That's everyone uh, that's affected by Citizen Kane. Like, they're just like, I gotta go fucking do this right now. That was amazing. Nobody else, you know, there's me. no wicked witch in the West anymore. Right? Yeah, there's exactly, dude. I mean, this is it. Cause like, when I saw like, uh, what's a recent movie like this? Like, there have been movies when I came out of them and like that people didn't, you know, like say like, uh, the, the, the lookout, right? Like, Beautiful. you come out of the lookout and you go like, holy Fuck, I want to do that right now. I want to make that movie right now. It's a beautiful movie. You know, or, or yeah, I mean, like, like any movie, like, where you were, like, nobody knows what The Lookout is, even today. But that affected me hugely when I saw it. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the dropping in the bomb uh, that, we, that we need, you know. And that's, like, that's what Kane did. You know, like, that dude came out. He was on fire since he was 16. And he came out and he's just like, I'm going to conquer film too. Nobody wanted him to do it. And they didn't give him the credit when it happened. But it made a giant impact that changed everything immediately. And then later on, everyone's like, all right, it's the best movie ever. Like, that's that's like, you don't get Carol Reed changing his act and doing Third Man without Kane. Like, that's a direct result of Kane. And it's, for me, a better movie. Yeah. You know? But that's that's the ripple effect. Sean Connery blows in, fucking blows up the tabernacle, and then... You're on your. Uh, it's off to the races for everybody. That's a good place to end it, buddy. <laughs> but let's continue. No, no I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. All right. Thank you, X-Ray. Thank for you for bringing Thanks, this sir. amazing suggestion and, and great conversation. Great conversation. Awesome. And uh, a lot of trivia, which is uh, very good. And this fabulous whiskey, Akintoshin. 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 Or is it Akintoshin? Akintoshin. 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 10-year-old Akintoshin uh, from the 1980s, probably bottled in the 1970s. Bottled no, no, in the 80s. No, bottled in the 80s. So distilled, distilled in the 70s. Distilled in the 70s. That's right. Which is amazing uh, and uh, delicious. It's, it's reasonable way. to think that while Zardoz was uh, in production, this was in production. Yes. That's, that's, that's true. Yes. That's true. Although – Zardoz was produced in Ireland, not in Scotland. But which, Sean which, Connery which, was produced which, in Scotland. Which, uh, which uh, uh, X-Ray and I were discussing this. It's like, but I'd rather have a Scottish whiskey than an Irish than whiskey. Irish. Sorry, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's, so that's before true. we go, we need to tell everybody that we are or can be contacted at. Uh, we are available on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is Mark. Uh, martini giant so facebook.com slash martini giant we're available on twitter which is at uh martini giant at martini giant and we're available on uh, instagram which is at martini no fuck mr big martini underscore giant yes son of a bitch i'm gonna get to big martini in a second uh we are going to get to and we're also available that's it oh and if you want to email us it's podcast at martini john.com you should also go to martini john.com to go to see uh, any of the other missing podcasts you want to do but more specifically to go check out eric sheely's incredible gallery that he's done of us inserting us into all the movies. Yeah, that for we every have one discussed. of these that we put up, like there's actually 400 more you can see on the uh, in the gallery because they're yes. all incredible. The galleries beautiful. are hilarious, yeah. and you have to check them out. Really good. So just go to the gallery section on martinjohn.com. And lastly, we just want to say, if you do enjoy the show, please uh, consider giving us a uh, recommendation. 
Yes. Uh, or a rating. Uh, uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, that would be really good. That's that, the the most important one, actually. Thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. If you thumbs up. If you don't mind. If you don't mind. Uh, uh, make sure you share it with all your friends. Uh, rate us and do all the other do things. Do people email us? Uh, sometimes. We yeah. Get some, yeah, we get some. We, get get we actually get a lot of Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's been Twitter's been our biggest thing. And what do they say? It's just a lot of talk. A lot, talk of, ta- a lot yeah. of talk is like, oh, Martini yeah. Giant, you like guys should check this out. Yeah, like, dude. It's like we, we, it's been really good. Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, uh, hmm. X-Ray has been uh, referring to me jokingly about being this podcast called Big Martini. <laughs> but he says you you probably used uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Zoidberg's uh, – not, not, uh, yeah, Zoidberg's. Yeah, Zoidberg. Zoidberg's voice when you, you actually say Big Martini. Oh, Big, uh, Big Martini. <laughs> oh, look at you, Mr. Big Martini. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank All you right. very much, everybody. That was Zardo's. That was X-Ray. And this is Martini Giant. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.